With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, living a dream once again on a loaded Sunday in the sports world. This is Fox Sports Sunday, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Guys, look who's in the house right here. Richie's here. Oh, yeah. I was live in studio yesterday because a great debt needed to be paid. Mm. A great debt needed to be paid. So here on the weekends on Fox Sports Radio, we do a multitude of different angles on shows. And one of the shows that we will hopefully for the next forever be doing is called Countdown to Kickoff, where we give you some bets from a player, former player analyst standpoint, from a betting analyst standpoint, from, you know, and Brian No, our lead host, has skin in the game every single week. So we were doing this show season long, Steve, about 25, 26 weeks. I lost a season long bet. So we did something called our rapid fire betting segment every single week, every single week. And just about every single week I got beat. I had a couple of good weeks, mostly bad. I was the mush of the century on this show and ended up having to drink the Will Levis coffee. Are you familiar? I am not familiar. Anybody else familiar with this right now? They're they're familiar now. Sam, anybody? (laughs) They're familiar now. So if you go to my Twitter, at Ornberger, or my TikTok or Instagram, at Rich Ornberger, you will see a video of me drinking the Will Levis coffee. The Will Levis coffee is called such because during a, I think, CBS Sports interview beginning of the season last year, they were asking him questions about his personal life. And they said, hey, is it true that you mix mayonnaise in your coffee? Will Levis is the starting quarterback, was the starting quarterback of University of Kentucky, by the way. I and, saw this. Now yeah. I know what you're talking about. By the way, first of yeah. all, I, I must interject that nobody consumes coffee to the levels of Rich Ornberger. Oh, well, that slowed down a lot. And actually, that's probably a good thing because I had a hankering for coffee. Yeah. I was thinking like, oh, well, this would be enjoyable. I've really been denying myself coffee for a long time. So this ought to be nice even. It was not nice. <clears throat> so you're basically nice saying it. it's just mayonnaise in coffee. It's mayo and coffee. Mayo and coffee. <gasps> I took a squeezable Best Foods mayonnaise and I squirted it into a cup of coffee, which 
I mean, Ryan Bershinger was my videographer during all this. Ryan, it looked like ramen noodle soup. It was disgusting. So, I mean, I would imagine it's tough to swallow. I stirred it. You stirred it, but it's not like a creamer in your coffee. No. It was the grossest looking thing I think I've ever laid eyes on. But it tasted really good. It did not also did (laughs) not. Yummy. There are are people, you know, it's always amazing to me that mayonnaise is by far the number one condiment in, in America. It's not even close. Uh, You think ketchup, you think mustard, you think whatever, A1 sauce, pick it, pick something. Mayonnaise dominates. It does. And there are people that literally put mayonnaise on everything, and I'm like, well, this guy Will Levis puts it in his coffee, and for we good all, reason. We all found it outside s- of mixing it in tuna. I, I there's literally nothing no. else I would put mayonnaise. I'll on. I'll throw mayonnaise on a cheeseburger, oh, with sandwich? A on a sandwich? sandwich, on a sandwich, no. on a sandwich, uh, potato salad. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of uses. See, I'm a mustard guy, sure. and a lot of people aren't mustard people. I'm not a ketchup guy either. Occasionally, ketchup on a fry, and that's about it. Here's the problem. I'm a everything guy. Like, legitimately, <laughs> yes. anything you put in mm. front of me, it's going down the hatch, and I'm probably going to find something redeeming to say about it. There is, I mean, listen, I said it yesterday on this video. I'll say it again. Will Levis might be undraftable because anybody who drinks coffee mixed with mayonnaise is a legitimate psychopath. That was horrifying. I was retching... Like Ugh. minutes afterwards, fit, like I had to chug the whole thing. I waited till the coffee cooled down enough so that if I wanted to get through this fast, <laughs> I could. Dude, it was like icebergs of slippery Ugh. mayonnaise Ugh. banging off the uvula on the way down. It was horrible. Wow. All Anyways. right, so you need to improve. And by the way, if you're that bad, can imagine me? I oh, mean, dude, yeah. yeah I well, mean, there's I, nobody, there's no worse prognosticator than I am. I will win this bet next year. Wow. If, if we all do right. this all over again and run it back, I will do I will do anything in my power to win that bet next year because that was terrible. Anyways, that happened here at the Fox Sports Radio studios yesterday. This is a much happier day for me being here with you after going through that. All right, well, you mentioned Brian No. Yeah, You know, and I love Brian, and I, he shared a common thing yesterday. I heard Jonas also do this. Two guys I love, right? I, I feel like, you know, like a father figure to some of these guys. But Brian today, Jonas yesterday, and they're making this argument. I got to get this out of the way. They're talking about the worst rule in football is the fumble out of the end zone being awarded a touchback and given to the defense at the 20-yard line. Oh, yeah. He mentioned that oh, two days ago or yesterday also. going on and on yeah, with yeah. Bucky about this. And yesterday, Jonas was doing the same thing. And I'm like, okay, it's not a perfect rule, but what is the alternative? So the idea is this. If you fumble, if you're the offense and you fumble the ball uh, on the sidelines, right. the ball is marked where the ball went out of bounds, right? Uh, unless I think it's in the, tw- you can't advance a fumble inside the twin. This was from the old holy roller rule back yeah, in the day. Yep, yep. So they changed the rule inside. Was it the twenty yard line? You can't advance a fumble offensively. I'm pretty sure There's something along that. Like if you it's fumble anywhere it's, on the field, you can't you can't advance an right. Offensive so fumble. where the ball is fumbled is where the ball's marked, but right. the offense retains the ball. Yes, correct. So the idea that if it's fumbled out of the end zone for a touchback. He's making the argument, and Jonas was making the argument that the offense should retain the ball. And I'm like, you fumbled the ball. 
Right. A touchback is a touchback, whether it's a kick or a fumble, if it goes out of the end zone, it's a touchback. Yeah. I, I don't understand the alternative, the idea, because I want to get your thought on this. So do you believe that let's, let's, let, and we see, and by the way, this doesn't happen all the time. Believe me, there's a far more outrageous penalty in, in football I want to get to. But if you, you know, let's say you reach, try to reach for a touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah, you reach yeah, across yeah. the goal line, the ball comes loose. And it goes out of the end zone. No one recovers it. Do you believe the rule should stand that it is a touchback and the defense then gets the ball to the 20-yard line? Or, according to Jonas and Brian and obviously many others, the offense should retain the ball and it should be marked where the fumble occurred. I never had a big problem with this rule because it's consistent. If you are facing an end zone and somehow either the ball is kicked out of that end zone or during a kicking play, it's it's kneeled down in the end zone as long as the returner doesn't step outside of the end zone. It's always been a touchback. It's, it's, it's super consistent. Like, it makes sense to me. Possession is granted to the other team if a loose ball goes out the back of the end zone or out of bounds in the end zone. It's consistent. I like consistency in sports, and so it's an easy rule for me to understand. The end zone you're facing... Loose ball goes out of that end zone. It's a touchback going the other way for the other team. And I also kind of like the fact that it makes goal line plays more punitive for a player who's trying to reach the ball out. Because think about the risk versus the reward. It builds drama in that moment. All of a sudden, you have an instance where, geez, did he fumble it? What, did he have possession of the football? Did that ball get knocked out of his hands at the goal line? And then it bounces out of bounds, and you know, all of a sudden it's Seattle ball on the twenty yard line coming out, and it's—I it, mean, it's mind blowing in terms of a uh, in terms of a shift when something like that occurs. Now, I guess you could make the argument maybe award the defense the football wherever the the offensive player lost possession of the football. And so now you have a coming off the goal line play going the other way. You know, why should the defense be rewarded when the offense got all the way down there with 20 yards to get? I mean, I guess you could make that argument. But like I said, in the first place, I kind of like the consistency of the loose ball going out of the end zone, being counted the same, whether it's a kicking game play or it's a offensive play. I have no problem with that. I agree with you. I mean, if you're going to change the rule, first of all, the offense should not retain the ball. Agreed. Under any circumstance. You fumbled the ball away, and you weren't able to recover your own fumble. So there's no way the offense should retain the ball. I don't mind that, though. And, and by the way, it would make it very interesting if you had a, a guy fumble right at the goal line, and then the defense gets the ball at the point the ball was fumbled. I could do that. All right. One of the things, uh, one of the reasons we're bringing up some NFL rules right now is the fact that the XFL is back. Yeah, it has kicked off yesterday at noon. Yes. Yeah. We had a couple of games yesterday in the XFL. The XFL's up and running. And by the way, we got XFL season followed by USFL season, oh, which begins yeah. in April. So we got a lot of football. But a lot of these leagues right now are doing what we would hope they would do, and that's doing a little experimenting as far as some of the rules are concerned. So with all of Brian No and Jonas Knox's concern about the fumble out of the end zone being the worst pan, you know, situation of football. I have I have one, and I have I have thought about this long and hard on how to fix to me the most obnoxious penalty 
in all of professional football, and it's not even close. We'll tell you what that is. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Steve Harvey, Rich Hornberger. This is Fox Sports Sunday, and uh, we are live from the TireRack.com studios. A lot of things going on. By the way, just a quick side note. Uh, they have the Genesis Open going on right now out at uh, nearby Riviera, or Genesis Invitational, correct myself there, um, which isn't too far from where we're broadcasting down the road. And Tiger Woods is hanging in. He's um, there, man. 69, 74, 67 yesterday. He's even par on the day today. He's three under. He's tied for 27th. He never ceases to amaze me. I mean, we saw him last year play in just the three majors, and each one got worse to the point where you're like, all right, it is over. He's on one leg. The man almost lost his life. Let's give him a break here. He's 47 years old. I mean, any 47-year-old golfer trying to compete with the best golfers in the world, and it's a great field going on. John Rahm running away with it right now, but best golfers are there. Roy McIlroy's there, um, Scotty Scheffler. So this is a loaded field out there at this Genesis Invitational, and there he is tied for 27th, and you know he's in pain still. He's still limping around on a shattered leg that's got all kinds of mechanisms to hold that thing together. I Look, I... Can I tell you something? I, I mean, he is when it I really watch this is guy, remarkable. The thing, and we got him on the television yeah. here in studio. Um, when I watch this guy who carded a two under sixty nine in the first round of the Genesis Invitational, I 
I started feeling really bad about myself. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh. The end of last week, like on Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which day it was exactly, but my plan was to wake up a little bit earlier for work, hop on a piece of cardio equipment that we have in our house. It is two rooms away from where I sleep. And just get a quick 20-minute workout in before hitting the shower, starting working on the show, and then driving to work. And I couldn't convince myself to get out of bed. <laughs> like, I couldn't. There, there was nothing in my body that allowed me to get up out of the sheets and be like, okay, this is what I got to do today. I got to go get this workout in. And then I watched this man who's nearing 50 fast, who's walking around, like you said, on a remade titanium leg. Um, play some of the greatest golf of 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 his life against the best in the world. Like, I mean, a 69 in the opening round of any tournament on the PGA Tour. And then he shot 67 yesterday. It's just absolutely absurd. It is absurd. And, and when you talk about a guy that has nothing to prove, he owes nothing to anyone. His legacy is set. Nothing. I mean, he can continue his foundations and everything else. He's worth a billion dollars, whatever it is. There is nothing to compel this guy to get out there and drag himself around on his shattered leg <laughs> to compete against the best golfers in the world other than the fact because when I heard that he was going to play in the Genesis Invitational I thought why I mean we we only saw him in three tournaments the three majors each one got progressively worse and you're just like okay look at he there's one thing about the back surgery there's yeah. another thing to play on one leg by um, the way by the way this course yeah, Riviera. area now, it's not like Augusta National, which is the hardest walking course in the world by far. Up and down and up and down all but the But this hills. is no easy walk. No, I this have, isn't. I have played this course. I have walked this course many times. This is not an easy walk. I've been out there on Riviera um, just as a spectator yeah. uh, because I have some family works in golf. And you're absolutely right. It's It, it undulates oh. as you go around this course. Um Yeah, the, the reality is he's 47. Yes. I just turned 37. On Saturday, he carded a, what did you say, 67? 67 yesterday. Yeah. I drank a cup of mayo coffee. <laughs> like, you know, when you start comparing your life to yes. those who are chasing greatness and promise mm. beyond anybody's thoughts and, and expectations, you, you start to realize just how far of the gap it is. And then to imagine, okay, he's amongst some of the greatest playing in the world. For 20 years, he dominated all of them. It yes. wasn't until his back started breaking down and we had that first comeback where he won the Masters after the several back surgeries and then this accident most recently two years ago where he nearly lost his life, let alone his leg. The fact that he's still out there doing it is beyond re uh, my ability to reason. I just, I'm just, I, I'm watching him like there's no way. I, oh, and then. So, I mean, again, you know, he's not going to win this tournament, but he's in the top 30 right now. Uh, and again, no one knows Augusta National better than Tiger Woods. Yeah. And when he won the Masters a few years ago and everyone thought he's back, he'll be number one in the world. He said, you do understand how many things had to go right for me to win this tournament. Yeah, you, there was like you, there was like acts of God mixed in there. Yeah, there goes, was rain. I mean, he was trying to put some you know perspective on what had just happened. No one was listening. Oh, Tiger's back, and he's like, mm. you know, I mean, the, you know, golf gods finally smiled on me all oh, these years. Yes. And the other part about it was uh, in the opening round here at Riviera, 
he outdrove Rory and Justin Thomas on one of the holes. And I realized there was like controversy because he handed a tampon. By the to way, JT. we asked Monty about that. She was yeah. not offended by that. Yeah, I, most people. A weren't. lot of people. Maybe you didn't think it was funny. Yeah. but I mean, was Look, it offensive? I don't know. It, this is the. I listen. I, and and if you're offended by it, it's your opinion. Yeah. It, you, it's completely subjective. Sure. Humor, humor is completely subjective. I do things with my friends that I think are hysterical, and my friends think are hysterical, and then I. And then I repeat it to my wife, and she was like, you're a bunch of morons. Right. Right. And so that's completely understandable. That's exactly what happened. Like, he did something that a bunch of people would look at and be like, oh, that's distasteful. Other people would be like, oh, that's hilarious. The fact was, he wasn't malicious. He was doing it to be funny. Some people got the joke. Some people were offended by the joke. I think a lot of people like to be offended these days. It's kind of a sexual kink for them, maybe. Like, they get off on being offended. It's weird. It's weird we're at as a society, but besides the point, the fact that he outdrove Rory McIlroy, big strong boy on tour, Justin Thomas, who's one of the biggest hitters out there, it's just absurd. This is a 47-year-old man who's had knee surgery and back surgery and has his leg rebuilt, and he's still able to outdrive guys who are close to half his age. By the way, a news for you. Your wife, Ann, doesn't think anything you do is funny. That's correct. You, she thinks you're the least funny person <laughs> what, uh, in the entire world. percent correct. You think, and we all think you're funny, but she doesn't. That's um, right. Okay, very quickly here on the worst rule in the NFL. And it's nothing to do with fumble out of the end zone, because how often does that happen anyway? I mean, seriously, how many times over the course of an NFL season is the ball fumbled out of the end zone for a touchback? A couple times a year. The baby, yeah. right? It's not a rule that's really going to change a lot of games. One rule that does change almost every game at some point Can I guess? is the pass interference rule. Oh, I thought okay. you were going to say roughing the passer. So here is my here's my solution for pass interference. Some people say, well, let's go to the college rule of 15 yards. I, I say I understand why they don't do that. But here's the problem. There are different levels of pass interference because we know what the great quarterbacks have done. Tom Brady was a master of this. Aaron Rodgers. You purposely underthrow the ball so that the receiver has to come back for the ball and there's contact with the defensive back, who yep. at that point probably hasn't turned around yet because he's running after the receiver. Yep. So as soon as contact is made, unless the defensive back has turned his head, boom, there goes the flag and he got a 45-yard penalty. So what I would do is this. Pass interference has to have two levels. In other words, if it's outrageous, like are you tackling a guy or something and it's a blatant situation, then it could be a spot foul. Otherwise, if it's like what I'm just talking about, where there's incidental contact based on an underthrown ball or whatever, it's a 15-yard penalty because that's a penalty we see in almost every single game, pass interference. And oftentimes, a huge pass interference call literally has a direct effect on the outcome of the game. I, I love this idea for things to have gradients. Like, to to say, all right, was this egregious or was this something that really was incidental? Because when you have a spot foul, something of that magnitude, um, have such a wide spectrum. It, it really does aggravate you because sometimes it feels very ticky-tacky, and we're talking about maybe a 45-yard play. 
And then sometimes we see something really aggressive and we think, wow, that's being penalized the same way as that ticky-tacky foul in the first half. It just doesn't make sense. It kind of hurts your eyes. I think the same thing for passer, uh, uh, for roughing the passer. I've been saying this for years. Let's make one a five-yard penalty. Let's make one a 15-yard penalty. Let's call one a personal foul. Let's one, call one a personal infraction. By the way, they do this on roughing the kicker on punts. Yes. It's yes. a five-yard penalty. It's a 15-yard penalty. Incidental so it's not like content. it's unprecedented yeah. that you don't have varying degrees of penalties. Um, all right. Well, we're going to get into a little bit more of this because, again, with the XFL, they are now you know, going to challenge a few of the rules that the NFL is looking. And believe me, the NFL is paying attention. By the way, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. And Monsi Balanos is in the house. I am. Hello. Hi, Rich. By the way, I had to. Um, so last night, Rich, yeah. I partied. I partied with the parents. <laughs> uh, Paris, Paris has uh, four girls she lives with uh, in a house near the Loyola Marymount campus. So Five you were girls like, in the house. you were like Frank the Tank in old school. No, it <laughs> was. <laughs> well, right, I'll just a do bit. one. So, I'll just do. What's so, it hit your lips? It's no, so no. good. So the girls decided they want to invite all the parents together. So we had a parents' night out with the five girls. Oh wow! And it was fun. We went to this. What is the name of that place? Monster Top Golf. Top Golf. It's like a place where it's like a multi-level yeah, driving yeah. range, and, and they and bring you... buckets of beer and appetizers. Lot, exactly. And... It was fun. It was. We had a lot of fun. Golf. So I said, you know, my daughter, my youngest, she'll be 22 uh, in April. Got it. And I was telling Monsi that, you know, these girls, are the, Instagram's big, obviously. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just, I, I feel like, okay, well, she's not going to do anything outrageous. And, and, <laughs> and it's you know, not outrageous and her, and her mother says, I'm monitoring, make sure that everything is cool. <laughs> right, right. So I, I wanted to show Monsi some of my daughter's photos yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And I, as a father, I'm like, mm, hang a little bit on the edge. <laughs> and, you know, but Monsi assured me, no, this is perfectly normal. This is normal. very normal. Okay. She is an attractive, grown woman, yes. and she's using Instagram, and it's nothing inappropriate. Okay. Very, at all. all right, but good. I'm sure, as a father, if you've never seen it before, it can oh, be yeah. a little bit of a surprise. I don't know how your dad you handled it, Monsi. I don't know My dad's how. not on Instagram. Oh. That's how he handles it. I don't know how Steve's handling it. I have two boys, and I think it's a handful, and I'm just like, oh, See, I boy. urged him. you got to go back. He's oh, I was a first-time dad older than he is right now. It's plenty of time for you to have that little girl. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, I, mean, I just keep thinking, like, I have to worry about two boys right now. If I have a little girl, I have to worry about all the boys. All the boys, yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And I totally agree with you guys. You're talking about Tiger Woods. It really just is incredible what he's done. It does make you think about yourself. It's like, man, I didn't work out yesterday. Look at Tiger Woods over here, like killing it. You know what it. he has to go through Goodness. after every round yeah. with the ice? And no, that. I, I, no, I, I, I read pain. about it, oh. and, and I'm reading about it while like wiping powdered donut dust <laughs> off my shirt going, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I should reevaluate things. Really? Ser- seriously, you go Tiger Woods. But yeah, John Rahm is at the top of the 
leaderboard all alone. 16 under par. He just got going in his final round at the Genesis Invitational. We got two college games, uh, college hoops games going on right now. Yesterday there was like 50. Today there's only three. Number three, Purdue is beating Ohio State 23-18 with eight minutes left in the first half. Number 23, NC State has a slight lead against North Carolina 22-20, about five minutes left in the first half. In NBA news, Steve, yesterday I mentioned to you what Kevin Durant had said about the trade that yes. he thinks it's a good thing. It's bringing attention. Well, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver spoke to the media yesterday during All-Star Weekend, and he said that he doesn't buy into load management being a problem in the NBA. I, I watched this serious? interview. I mean, he... <laughs> I mean, he's an attorney, right? And right. he is dancing all, all over this, saying, mm-hmm. "I." He goes, "It's he, the cliche." Well, we're looking into yes. it, and you know, we recognize that there could be a situation, but then immediately, ridiculous. He talks about the fact that you know we have to be careful about what's what's the well-being of the players, uh-huh. and I'm like, you know, Michael Jordan, who was right. getting the crap beat out of him, right. played when it was 82 way... games every year. He didn't miss any uh-huh. games, not uh, one, yeah. unless he needed to for a real reason. And that's when basketball was way more physical way than it more is now. Physical. But yes. guys, but guys, they get on planes and they fly <laughs> places and then occasionally Stop. like Stop. No, you guys. Stop it. And then like you said, he danced so much around it. He even said that they're talking to the NBA uh, the Players Association about it. So it's like, oh, so, so you are talking about it. So this is on the table. So it is an issue. Don't play with me, Adam Silver. Come on. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. Goodness. Don't mess with Monty. Dude, I just, I was like, I can't, I can't. It's upsetting. I can't, I can't. Kevin Love is reportedly going to sign with the Miami Heat instead of the Philadelphia 76ers once he clears waivers, according to ESPN. That's what I got for you. Back to you guys. All right, Monty. Great stuff. We'll yeah. check in with you a little yeah. bit later on. All right, I want to get back to the NBA coming up in the next hour because we have a lot of NBA stories. Get ready for the All-Star game today. Uh, But I want to stay with a little football right now because we have the XFL. Yesterday, we had the uh, Vipers going down. Actually, this was a big come-from-behind win by the Renegades uh, in Arlington. And then the Roughnecks over the Guardians. Look, all of this is incidental. No one's really paying attention to the XFL, what's happening on the field. But... They are experimenting with a few things that might be considered down the road by the NFL. And one thing that, of all people, Mr. Belichick, Bill Belichick has been harping on for years and years and years is, why is replay not all-inclusive? Why can't I, with one of my two challenges per half, challenge a penalty? Yep. That yep. could completely change the play. We just scored a touchdown, and you dropped a flag on holding on that play that just cost us it. Why can I not challenge that? Well, in this XFL, they are allowing challenges of everything. Now, I've said this for years and years. I've been in lockstep with Belichick. I said it from the very beginning when I suddenly realized the first time. People don't know this. The NFL actually introduced replay in the mid-80s and then took it off the table and then reintroduced it to where we are today. I'm not saying that you get more challenges. I'm just saying, why is it that I can challenge that play, but I can't challenge that play? It never has made sense to me. And so we're going to see how this all works out. Now, I get 
We had a couple years ago in the aftermath of that NFC championship game hullabaloo between the Saints and the Rams, the uncalled blatant pass interference that may have cost the Saints a chance to go to the Super Bowl, that they introduced the reviewing of pass interference calls, and it was a disaster. I almost felt like the NFL wanted to make a disaster. So what do you think? If they were to allow you to review penalties – do you think that we would see a repeat of what we saw with the pass interference review, or would they legitimately say, you know what, that really wasn't holding, and yeah, we'll reverse that call, touchdown stands, boom. Could you see that happening? Well, I think they should take everything a step farther in the XFL, you know, because to me, that is very vanilla, the way they're deciding to handle this. I say, I say you start... Um, meshing sports over like we have slap boxing now have you seen this i watch it all the time oh, dude i can't keep you my know what i watch it. is the women do it because <laughs> they are vicious <laughs> when is, you do this you, you yeah. sort of line One, yourself up two, two and then i mean it is incredible i what i want to see in the xfl is if you challenge a play you have to challenge the opposite head coach so we'll see like wade phillips and bob stoops mm. grab onto the table and have a slap boxing wow. match to wow. decide who's holding on that play it's not a bad idea it's not terrible but i do agree with you to a certain extent and belichick that if you're going to review, I really like the slap boxing idea. Ah. Actually, if we could maybe make a bigger deal of that, that would be great. Mm. But but if you're going to allow like things that seem like, well, these are hard facts, right? What is a catch? Well, we know what a catch looks like. We just need to slow this down to a sixth or an eighth of the speed of the actual film or the video to tell us exactly what a catch looks like. Who has possession? Did the ball go out? Did the toe stay in? All of these things can be determined frame by frame. It's not true. It's still all subjective. And officials constantly miss things even with the help of instant replay so why not just widen this to any singular penalty or event on the football field legitimately have every single thing be reviewable but just give a coach one a game one a game and if gets it wrong they're out of challenges for a game if he gets it right he gets another or she gets another challenge to go to the officiating crew with, and then two and you're done. You know, so that puts you on the, the – I mean, you have to be on the money if you're going to challenge something the first time. Second time, maybe you're a little more fast and loose with it because you already got the, the, the good challenge in your pocket, and the second one's your last one anyways. But I think that, may, that builds more drama. And by the way, it utilizes less instant replay, which slows games down. That's a better way to do it. All right. One play that is definitely going to be reviewed, and the NFL has made this clear, is the assisted quarterback sneak. Now, this is something that really is a recent phenomenon, and I wasn't even sure this was a legal play in oh, the NFL. Oh, you're talking about the tush push. Right. So we had we had the bush push <laughs> controversy, USC Notre Dame, when Matt Leinert was trying to sneak the ball in for what would be the winning touchdown against Notre Dame, saving their long winning streak, and Reggie Bush literally pushed him into the end zone, which according to college rules is illegal, but they didn't throw the flag and USC wins the game. 
But in the NFL, I did not know. You can do that. So now you've got Nick Sirianni and the Eagles when you have a 220-pound quarterback who probably doesn't need a whole lot of help. He can squat 600 pounds. The guy guy can probably do it on his own, but it's like literally like rugby. It's like a scrum. I mean, this is going back to the flying wedge of the 1880s where you have backs directly behind the quarterback as soon as the ball snapped. Full on pushing him, just a little push to make in, sure. Just a little pushy in the tushy. All right, so no big deal. It it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? It <laughs> it doesn't really pass the eyeball test as really a football play. It it again, it looks like rugby. Well, yeah, um, you got. Well, you how got, do you feel about this? Is this is this a rule they should change? All right, listen, I think it's brilliant. I think that the fact that it took all the way until Nick Sirianni being a head coach to have a team think of doing this. Well, and and actually, this is going to sound bizarre, but I think I was a part of the first team who really instituted this. So the Arizona Cardinals in 2012, we had a package called Cheeseburger. Yeah. Because my last name is Ornberger, where I aligned as a fullback in the backfield, in the A-gap, behind Kevin Cobb. And what we would do, or any of the quarterbacks, and what we would do is on the snap of the ball, quick snap, short yardage situation, is literally fire into the A-gap. And it was all in quotes. It was like fire into the A-gap. We all knew what we were doing. We would join our arms behind Kevin or whatever quarterback was in there and basically fling him forward to get the first down. But it looked like a normal football uh, uh, formation. because You just basically put – you know, a, a ton and a half of weight in the A gaps, and everybody just surged forward. So it looked exactly what like what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing today. Now, what they've done is instead of taking extra linemen, is they took all these skill position players and put three of them directly behind Jalen Hurts. So it's a little more obvious what they're trying to do. But it has been done before. It just hasn't been utilized by a team who made it all the way to the Super Bowl with the amount of success that they've had with See, it. See, I did not know you could do that. Now, I get, I agree with you. Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff saying, if it's legal, then go all in. This has I been mean, the Bill, that's the idea the is Bill to Belichick, get the first down. The Bill Belichick playbook from the beginning of time. Right. We'll so, find the loopholes and we'll exploit the loopholes. All right. So, but the NFL may, because it's so obvious now, yeah. Yeah. and so you can't stop it, you know, really, especially when they have a quarterback as physical as Jalen Hurts. You know, they might decide you can't do that anymore. I'm I'm in favor of moving the extra point back to 15 yards and making it so that sometimes these get missed. I'm in favor of making things more competitive instead of less because it definitely increases the urgency of the short yardage play. So if they change it because they're – like say next year, every single of the 32 teams are doing this and, you know, short yardage plays are pretty much reduced, like you said, to a rugby scrum, then yeah, we should prob- we should probably get away from that. All right. Uh, we mentioned Jalen Hurts, obviously, in the news after his brilliant, the one flaw. Remember I was saying that, remember I said before the Super Bowl, if they lose this game, it won't be because of Jalen Hurts. He had statistically one of the greatest games of any quarterback in Super Bowl history, but he made one mistake that literally cost him the game. But how is that going to affect his future with the Eagles? We're going to weigh on how much money Hertz is about to make. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. 
depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Steve Harbin and Rich Ornberger, this is Fox Sports Sunday. We are live from the Tyrac.com studios. By the way, uh, very quickly here before we get into the future bank account of Jalen Hurts, um, can the uh, Eagles get their money back on hiring Vic Fangio as a consultant? <laughs> what a disaster that was. I mean, <laughs> zero sacks for a team that was too short of the NFL record for sacks, zero. averaging more than four sacks a game. I want to know what they paid Vic Fangio for two weeks because they made a big deal. They brought in Vic Fangio. He had been the head coach of the Broncos, so he knew Patrick Mahomes well. He was going to give them all the little extra things. Their defense played their worst game of the year. And it wasn't even close. Yeah. Thanks to Vic Fangio. You get your money back on that? What the hell happened? Well, I mean, let's face it. The defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, is being rewarded for everything that happened prior to that because he took the head coach job with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Here's what I'll say is... The Eagles were dominant defensively all season long. I think that, to me, the Vic Fangio faculty ad late in the season was probably overblown. I think this this was probably more of somebody was doing Vic a favor 
And and he and, has a job with the Dolphins. Well, no, no. Now he does. Now he does. But I'm saying, like, you you hire him as a consultant before the Miami hiring. No, but he was no. He was hired. The Ray. The story read was he was hired for two weeks following the conference championship game. Right. He was hired specifically as a consultant because of his knowledge of Patrick Mahomes but, and the Chiefs' offense. Right. For the Super Bowl. That was because they were saying if they win the Super Bowl, he's actually going to get a ring. That was prior to the Dolphins hiring, though. If I'm rem- misremembering it, correct me, but I'm I pretty- thought he already had the Dolphins I, in the, in the because I, I he- thought he had already signed on. But either way, look, here, here's the here's the reality of this they were situation. Awful. awful. They gave up a lot of points to a team. But I hate, hate when we all get in this mode where we say, yeah, like like they gave up, they gave up all these points, all these yards, all these passing yards, all that. They didn't sack the quarterback. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are one of the best offenses in the league and have been for years now. By like, the, give the Chiefs some credit. By here. the way, uh, remember I told you the best bet on the board was under yards for uh, passing for Patrick Mahomes. He threw for 184 yards in the game, which is exactly what the Eagles have been giving up all season long. All right, quickly on Jalen Hurts. So the Eagles have a bit of a dilemma right now. Obviously, they, Hertz is their quarterback of the future, no question about that. But remember this, he was a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. He has no fifth-year option. They got to move now on his deal. And honestly, they're trying to get a deal done before other guys that were drafted the same year, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, get their deals of who knows how much money. And they want to get a deal done right now with Hertz. Now, if I'm Hertz... No, 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 no. I want to see what those two guys are making before we start talking about my future deal with the Eagles. Yeah, it really is going to have to be an impressive offer. It's going to have to be something that that really motivates Hurts to sign immediately. And then you know Herbert and Burrow are going to beat it. And even if they beat him to the punch or the Chargers and the Bengals beat the Eagles to the punch, Hurts is going to get less than them. But yeah, if I were Philadelphia... I get this deal done as quickly as oh, humanly trying. possible. But if you're Hurts, do you want to get a deal done right now? Or do you say, you know, there's no hurry. I just want to see where Burrow and Herbert stand before I start talking money. I, I'd be doing the Cliff Kingsbury. Turn off your phone and go to Thailand for a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got NBA All-Star Weekend going on. Yesterday, something happened. I don't know even how to think about what happened in the slam dunk competition yesterday. It was so out of the box, so out of left field, so ridiculous that we have to talk about it. So what is happening for the NBA once the All-Star game is come and gone? The commissioner had some things to say. We got plenty to say. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Rolling along here on a big sports Sunday. This is Fox Sports Sunday, and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. And unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, coming up later on today, we have the NBA All-Star Game. And we don't even know who's on which team. So, as you know, we've done this now for, what is about the last four or five years, where the top vote-getter, player-wise, in each conference 
becomes a team captain and then can choose teams regardless of which conference they yeah. play on. And, they, and they've done this usually like, you know, a week before the game. Well, they're not doing that this year. Well, they're still picking teams, but they're not going to pick the teams until 90 minutes before the game. So the game is still four hours away. So we still don't even know who's playing on whose team, Team Giannis and Team LeBron. One other change they decided to do, and this was ridiculous. Oh, boy. So it used to be this. (laughs) So if you're selected as a starter, then you pick the starters first, and then you would pick your teams on the reserves last. Yeah, like your bench guys. Correct. And so it would be back and forth, and then whoever was the last guy picked is the last guy picked. So they felt like this was offensive to the last player picked in this choosing of teams So this year, they will choose from the reserves first, and then they will choose amongst the starters, which, by the way, if you're the last starter selected, I guess you're also offended here. Now, I'm trying to figure out how how anybody that's making, these guys are all making, what, $30, $40 million a year. And by the way, you are an all-star, probably a big bonus uh, connected to your all-star selection. Are we really concerned about the mental welfare of players that might be the last player picked in choosing sides for the all-star game? This this is the adult equivalent of, Dad, can I have one more cookie? Like, can, can I just have one more cookie? It's all right. Well, you've already had seven of them today. Like, no, we're, we've already brushed our teeth. It's bedtime. But, but please remember you said, remember you said, and it's just boundary pushing, right? When you're, when you're a parent, eventually you lay down the law and you say, no, listen, these are the rules. We're going to roll with them. Kind of tough noogies. We're moving on with our night. This is just boundary pushing from the players. Like the players have taken so much ground from the ownership in the NBA and the owners just keep giving and giving and giving. And this is a small battle. This isn't like one of those monumental issues like load management and no back-to-backs on the road, whatever. Like this is, this is something very small in the grand scheme of things. But it paints a larger picture that's prevalent in the NBA where the players get away with whatever they want. Every single little complaint from the 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 infinitesimal level, like, I don't want to be the last one picked at the All-Star game. Like, even that is taken as seriously as, you know what, uh, as commissioner, I'm going to sit down with the board of directors and we're going to work in, in concert with the NBA PA and we're going to come up with a way to do this so feelings don't get hurt at All-Star weekend. Good, good. This is ridiculous. Like you said, these are the stars of the game. Even if you are the 20th guy on the roster of stars in the NBA, you're one of the guys who are making tens of millions of dollars in salary a year. I'm sorry. Your feelings are hurt because you're the last one chosen of the greatest players walking the earth playing your sport today? Boo-hoo! Well, first of all, you... The idea originally was, hey, this will be sort of cute, right? Like choosing sites like we do in ground, you know. Yeah, like, uh, uh, kickball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so we're choosing it's like, sites. I choose Johnny. But you didn't <laughs> right. have to do it that way. You could have done this without the public eye. Yeah. In other words, privately, the two pick sides and these are the teams. Yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. have to become a public spectacle where somebody might have their feelings hurt. All right. 
So we have that situation going on. So even as we sit here right now, uh, we have no idea who's on hey, which team. By the way, by the way, in yeah. the NFL, and, and look, I realize NFL and NBA very different sports for a lot of different reasons. But literally for years now, we've called the last pick of the NFL draft Mister Irrelevant. Correct. Okay, like. Like, that is, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, maybe one day the NFL changes too. Maybe one day, and it could be based off of Brock Purdy being so relevant this year that maybe they change the moniker that they give to this. Why change it? It's all in fun. It's all in fun. Nothing about this is malicious. Trust me when I tell you, Team Giannis and Team LeBron aren't trying to hurt your feelings. They're just trying to draft a team that they feel is competitive. And if you're the last one picked, you're still the last one picked of the greatest 20 or 24 people who are walking planet Earth doing your given trade. I think we can all agree that when you're a top 25 company in the country, whether you come in 15th or you come in 25th, the differences are relatively small when you're considering the grander pool that you're drawing from. And then we had yesterday. Yeah. So this is the day before, and you have the skills, talent, and three-point shooting, and then you have the slam dunk competition. Yeah. The winner of the slam dunk competition was Mac McClung. And so everyone's like, who the hell is Mac McClung? I'll tell you who he is. I know, wait, wait, hang on, on, before you tell me. I think Mac McClung, wasn't he the lead singer of Sugar Ray? (laughs) When it's over. Let's let's, let's hear a couple of uh, Mac McClung highlights. Do we have highlights? He's got the Gate City jersey on over his 76ers jersey, a team he signed with less than a week ago. And he might just win the slam dunk. Here he is. Oh, a 360 and a bit more, and he slams it home, and he says it's over. It's over, surrounded by NBA veterans. Okay, now I understand this. He was wearing a 76ers jersey. Here's the problem. He's never actually played a game with the Philadelphia 76ers. And before last night, Mac McClung has played a total of two games in the NBA. Dwayne Wade two came running games. out on the court and he's like, I can't believe my accountant just won the NBA <laughs> slam contest. So this guy has played a total. Last year he played one game with the Lakers, one game with another team. Has not actually played a game this year in the NBA wearing a Sixers jersey jersey was signed to a 10-day contract except he actually hasn't played a game i mean and now he is crowned champion of the slam dunk competition now he's 6-2 the guy's got amazing hops but it's like this is not a good thing for the nba to have mac mcclung who doesn't actually play in the league crown as the nba slam dunk champion this is a great thing because this shows that any nba 2k fan who's made a Create a player knows that maybe one day too their creative player can make it all the way to the slam <laughs> dunk contest. Like this, look the the reality of of the slam dunk contest is when it was Jordan and when it was Vince Carter and when it was well, how about this? LeBron they just James. renamed the trophy the Dr. J Trophy because it was really Dr. J going back to his yeah. ABA days, taking off from the top of the key or wherever it was, free throw line and dunking, where we really were aware of this slam dunk competition. Right. I mean, the stars of the game used to participate in all parts, all facets of the All-Star game, and that's what made it relevant. Now, 
I'm not saying it doesn't rate because I'm sure it rates well enough to keep doing it. I'm not saying that it doesn't have some cultural impact because after Mac McClung, which I'm literally watching on Twitter right now because this went viral last last night, um, isn't having some sort of impact on the social media space. But the reality of the situation, and we all know what the reality is, these players don't want to do the slam dunk contest anymore because they're worried about injury. They're worried about injury. So how how do we fix this problem? I don't know. How about eliminating it? Not my problem, but you can't have Mac McClung winning it. No, you can't have Mac McClung. I mean, otherwise, was- otherwise crowdsource. I, I, this is my honest opinion. If you can't get stars to do this, the, the slam dunk contest should just be handed over to the general public. We should have open competi- uh, competition, city by city. People should vote online like the and one mixtape tour. And you could end up having some of the greatest dunkers in the world who don't necessarily have to be a part of the NBA participate in All-Star Weekend. To me, that's a better idea than having some guy who's had a cup of coffee with the Nuggets back in February of 2020 go out there and win the thing. Actually, his experience, he had one game with the Bulls okay. and one game with the Lakers okay. last season. Okay, okay. He had just got signed to a 10-day contract by Philadelphia, but actually hasn't played a single game Ooh. in the NBA this year, and he wins the slam dunk competition all right so this stuff really isn't life or death for the nba there's a much more serious problem that the association faces moving forward and that is load management the commissioner weighed in on the subject because it is a serious subject but his answers less than satisfying we'll tell you why this is a problem this is fox sports sunday steve hart there are some things that are too good to keep a secret Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Ben and Rich Ornberger, this is Fox Sports Sunday, and we are live from the TireRack.com studios. By the way, a belated happy birthday to one Rich Ornberger, who celebrates his birthday on Valentine's Day. I, I wish you a happy birthday that day, and I told you that my sister, her oldest daughter, gave birth to twins, twin boys, uh, and she became a grandma. I can't believe my younger sister is a grandma now, but it was on Valentine's Day. Wow, yeah. So what is it like to be a guy? He's a birthday yeah. guy. So, I mean, <laughs> it's it's got to be complicated <laughs> for you as a guy yeah. to have Valentine's Day as a birthday because obviously you want to make sure your wife's taken care of on Valentine's Day. How does that work with the Ornbergers? Oddly enough, it is uh, it's great because for whatever reason – Annie, my wonderful wife, has always prioritized birthday over Valentine's Day. And I don't even, I don't say that because like, and she should, because the truth is I don't really care about my birthday. What I really care about not doing is screwing up Valentine's Day. Right. And so it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off because she's trying her hardest to make it a nice day for me. And so really my goal is just, just, just don't screw it up. Just just be game for whatever she has planned and also make sure you got the roses and the chocolates in the card and and whatever gift and we're done, you know? And so it really does take the pressure off. She's in charge of planning everything. This year, this year she did something so funny. So we're on this drive as soon as my radio show, I have a, a, a weekday radio show. And so we're on this drive and we're like 30 minutes into this drive after getting some breakfast together. I'm like, where are we going? She didn't tell me what we were up to on my birthday. Turns out we were going to a cold plunge place. So this, these have started sprouting up and this is Southern California. So I mean like all these type of things, the cryo chambers, they were out here first and massage therapy, acupuncture, all that stuff. Right. So this is another one of those things in that line. So we go to this cold plunge place where they literally put you in a room with like 20 or 25 other people and you do breathing exercises before you go into the cold plunge in the, the hot tub and you kind of switch back and forth and then finish in the sauna. Dude, she told me about it. We're like five minutes out. And like I said, my only job is just to be game with whatever she wants to do. And I'm like, I don't think I want to do this. This does not sound like a happy birthday celebration. So I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. Right on. And so explain this to me again. I was like, so we're going to be with strangers doing breathing exercise. She's like, yeah, we're going to be doing that. And then we're going to get in a cold plunge. I was like, and about how cold is cold plunge? She goes, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I said, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. She goes, yeah. I was like, so this is like when I was playing football, like getting in the ice tub. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah. She was like, people love it. They're raving about it. Let, I just wanted to do something goofy with you today. I was like, okay, well, we'll do it. Turns out I go. And then I start doing the, this research. The, I watched a documentary years ago about a guy named Wim Hof, who they call him the Iceman because he does ultra marathons on like on like glaciers and stuff. And it's all through controlling his breath. Like he's this maniac. But He's he's right. Like there's some benefits to cold exposure and all this stuff. We go and do this. I loved it. 
I loved it. We're in a room. I had, I don't know how much of the breathing exercise I made it to through because they give you a sleep mask. I fell asleep during it. Oh, I do. I was out cold. They give you a mat, a blanket, a sleep mask, and they have you like breathing while this lady is telling you when to breathe in front. I fell asleep. She wakes me up. Ann wakes me up. We go into the cold plunge next. So that was a little jarring, waking up from a great nap to get in 40 degree Fahrenheit water. But that was, dude, I, I don't know. I walked out of there feeling really relaxed. Right. And I'd go back and do it five out of five. It was good. It was good. So anyways. So the same level of relaxation I had with the cryo chamber experience yeah. with you back in the day. <laughs> yeah. 180 degrees below zero. Well, you did that on losing a bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was my wife wanted to do something special for me for my birthday. Yes. So either way. You, you were out to torture me thinking I couldn't hold up. And you did. But I was I did. impressed. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the most impressive part of that day was seeing Steve's comfort level prancing around in his underwear. I in get front do that of, a lot. Camera people and <laughs> waving to the crowd. Oh, it was ridiculous. <clears throat> He's in the lobby. There are people coming in to do well, the cryotherapy. You've already seen me run around in my underwear before. Yes, several times. Yes, several, oh, several times. <laughs> and these people are like, uh, "We're here for cryo." And they're like, "Yeah, you know, do we get undressed in the lobby?" It's like, no. He's just. I, doing I actually it. showed up there in my underwear. I didn't even actually have to get out of my clothes. <sighs> I knew I was having to get down to my underwear, so I was ready to well, roll. So, anyways, I'm 37. It, it that all, is unbelievable. It all works. It's amazing. Now you know your age. Yeah. One thing about Rich, he never knows how old he is. Like he would say, you know, I'm 33. I'm 30. And no, no, you're not. You're going to be. You're going to be 34. We're we're close to my birthday, so I saw it on the cake recently. So I'll, I'll tell. Middle of the year, I'll have no idea. All right, well, happy birthday to you, uh, belatedly. All right, let's talk about this uh, Adam Silver performance the other day. So Adam Silver is being. Asked a lot of questions about where the NBA is going, but the big question is load management. And to give you an idea about load management, the poster boy for load management, the poster player is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard this year has missed 27 games. He has played in 34. Yeah. So he's played in 34 games. He has missed 27 games. And from what we understand, he really hasn't been injured. He has just taken off half the season. Dude, you just need some time. Like, you know, the new Harry Potter game came out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like there's other things to do, Steve, other than basketball, like cold water exposure. Okay, this is the same (laughs) Kawhi Leonard that took off all of last year, didn't play a single game with the ACL injury that he had suffered in the playoffs. That's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this year, he has missed 27 games under the idea that, well, because of that ACL injury, I simply am not in a position anymore to play all the games. Now, this is a Clippers team, by the way, that has the second highest payroll. And Kawhi Leonard this year is being paid $42.5 million. Right. So at the pace he's going right now, he will make uh, essentially $1 million per game. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah. So... So as we're looking at not only Kawhi Leonard, but several other pros, I told you that stat, I I looked at this up last year, of the top 29 scorers in terms of scoring average per game last year in the NBA, five. Five out of 29 played as many as 70 games. Yeah, It's an 82-game season. Only five out of 29 played as many as 70 games. So the commissioner was asked about this, and I was anxious to see what he had to say. 
And right out of the box, I knew we were in trouble when he started off with this. He says, well, this is something we're we, we're, we're taking seriously, and we're mm-hmm. looking into it. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. That's, there we go. A little uh, attorney speak. And then immediately he said, but what's most important for us is the health and well-being of our players. Yeah. And sure. I'm reminded of, I have a friend of mine, Rich, who, by the way, has floor seats for the Clippers. Uh, by the way, you know how much these floor seats are going to be now? The price tag as they move to their new arena? $300,000. You think most of them um, would be pretty cool? I'm talking about the people right. who buy floor seats. Would be pretty cool like if they showed up to a game where their stars no, were no, just no, no. taking a night off? Or? How about this? Okay, oh, go ahead. So a couple years ago... Kawhi Leonard, they had the the Clips had back to back home games. Yeah, and the night before Kawhi scores thirty five, and my friend, obviously wealthy guy, and he has a very wealthy friend that was a big Kawhi Leonard fan, and took him to the game. Sure, four seats. Sure, and so the guy's all excited. I get to see Kawhi Leonard play, and as they sit down, they're looking across at the Clippers bench, and Kawhi's in his street clothes. Yeah. The night after scoring 35. Well, of course. And yeah. so my friend, who is spending a boatload of money on these tickets and trying to entertain an important friend of his, literally walks up to Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Clippers, and says, what the F? <laughs> and Ballmer, he said, sort of looked at him incredulously and just said, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the last time I checked, Adam Silver is being paid by the owner's and not the players of the NBA. At some point, the owners of the NBA are going to tell Adam Silver, enough is enough. Yeah, well, but he's going to continue telling the fans, look, we're continuing to work with our partners, the owners and the players, to explore solutions that benefit our fans, right? We understand the frustration to the fans, and, and especially around this issue, but we're committed to finding a resolution that works for everyone involved, right? I mean, this is, I mean, you could literally look up what corporations say to apologize for things that they're, they are impossible to speak to about because they don't want to implicate themselves. And that's what he's doing. When you said lawyer speak, that's exactly what this is. Our top priority is ensuring that fans have access to the best possible basketball experience. And we're taking every step necessary to make that a reality. Wink! Close quote. Look, now, he didn't actually said that. I'm putting words in Adam Silver's mouth, but he may as well. It is just, he's filling space and time with words, so this question no longer needs to be answered, and we can move on to the next hard question that he is going to obviously not answer. But this is a huge problem. Look, here's the reality. If I ever, ever as an NFL player, walked up to a coach and said, hey, I can't go today, and they were like, why? And I said, because... I played in the last game and I'm tired. I would be I would be cut from that football team. I would be cut from that football team. Like I just would no longer be playing for that football team. The 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 like we were talking about earlier with the reserves getting picked first in the All-Star game. This is just boundary pushing. This is just the players exerting their power over the owners in the NBA and continue to pile up these small wins that amass to them being able to, in Kawhi Leonard's case, basically 
play 40 games for $40 million. Michael Jordan, last time I checked, is one of the owners in this league. His final season with the Washington Wizards, he turned 40 during that season. He played all 82 games. Yeah. He wasn't worried about load management. You know what he was worried about? Offending a fan by not showing up for a game. Yeah. That's why the Magic Johnsons and all the other superstars of the era did not miss games because they didn't want to be responsible for that kid they had a chance to go to a game to see their hero and miss the game. Well, so, and, and by the way, LeBron is almost being forced into load management. Get but Steve, times. but Steve, yeah. While this issue may involve some difficult conversations with our fans, we remain focused on finding a solution that works for everyone. And we appreciate you know. your patience okay, and please. understanding as we work to navigate this situation. <sighs> I mean, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm watching it like, holy crap. By the way, still overpaying for a razor in this economy? That's gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in a men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. It is time now to find out what is trending as Monsi is back. Yes. So, Monsi, you know, maybe we're just old-school guys. No, you're not. <laughs> no, that's... I, I mean, I'm, yeah. look, I'm looking at Michael Jordan, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, 82 games, 82, 82, 82. The only years that he missed any games is when he actually was legitimately hurt. Legitimately hurt. hurt. Correct. I mean, there was no such thing as load management. By the way, even at age 40, he's averaging 37 minutes a game. Right. No, and yeah. playing in every game. Yeah. yeah. And Kobe was the same way, which is something Absolutely. that he talked about, which Vanessa, his wife, still talks about. That it was like, even if he had like a sprained ankle, he was going to play. Like, I if was, he could I play, he was going to play. Kobe. I was yeah. eyewitness to it. And there were games like, what is he doing? And, Why are you out? And it was, he said, Vanessa has said it, and in his book, it's in there that like, he's like, I knew people were paying to see me. People were coming to see me. So, kids out there coming to see me. I was not going to miss a game if I could play. It's, it's gross. It's I, I mean, I mean, insane to but, me. to, but to, to have the commissioner of the NBA, who's paid by the owners, right. throw his hands up saying, yeah. there's not a lot I can do about this. Right. If I'm an owner, I'm saying, you better do something about right. this. There's so, it should, you ain't got to lie to kick it. You know what I'm saying, Adam Silver? Like, you don't have to lie to us. We see it. We are living through it. And it's getting worse. Well, he does have to lie because <laughs> it, his salary is paid by these 30 uh, NBA ownership groups who are literally paying him to lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like, oh just, my. just get out there and try to make us not look as foolish as we actually are. And then hopefully the fans will forget until the next time but, you speak to but them. But no, it's like more and more the fans are talking about it. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like it is evident. Fans are frustrated. You keep seeing it where people, it's like, I paid to come see this player this season and then they're not playing. Oh, it's the worst. It's so awful. It's why are we doing it? Why even like earlier this season, I went, I bought tickets to a Clippers Suns game. Nobody that I knew from the Clippers was playing. I'm not kidding. No Luke Kennard, no Kawhi, no Paul George. No, I was like, I don't even know who these Clippers are. Yeah. Well, because they're not the Clippers. (laughs) They're not the Clippers. The the Clippers are the guys on the giant hanging banners outside the (laughs) arena. The guys who you went to see were the the guys who were, you know, picked last to be the Clippers. You need to, uh, being the Clipper fan that you are, Monsi, you need to march right into Steve Bomber's office. I would love to. That's right. And say enough's enough. Enough's enough. 
enough. Honestly, I it's really, really, really frustrating. You guys were talking about the slam dunk contest. So this weekend, Zion Williamson told uh, the media that he's very much considering doing it next year. He said this about the slam dunk contest. Very much considering sure. it. John Morant straight up said, I'm not doing the dunk contest. He was asked also. He straight up said he's not doing it. And those are two of the ones that you want to see. No doubt. No doubt. Like, come on, kids. All right, let's move on because NBA is upsetting me. College hoops, not upsetting me. Number three, Purdue, extending their lead over Ohio State. 55-38 is the score. They're approaching the halfway point of the second half. North Carolina has taken the lead over 23rd ranked NC State. 54-52 is the score. Eight minutes left in that one. There's hockey going on, but the Predators in the Wild are scoring. Scoreless, four minutes left in the first period, and the Blues and the Senators are scoreless. Five minutes left in the first period as well. And the last round at the Genesis Invitational still going. John Rom still at the top of the leaderboard, all alone at 15 under par. And Tiger Woods is eliminated. He is done. But hey, he did so well. He's good. He's not going to win, but there he is. And you know who else is there watching Tiger Woods? They just posted a, pic- a picture of Josh Allen. Oh. Yes. He's there watching Tiger Woods. So I get we get it, Josh. We get it. We'd be there, too, if we could be. Back to you guys. Absolutely. I mean, again, we are just awed. Yeah. Awed. Not just the fact that he's playing well. It's just why is he even out there to begin with? <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I understand he's the host. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's... That's he. He doesn't have to play. No, he doesn't need the money. You no, know, I mean, for him to drag his body through that and have to go through the therapy post round and everything else uh, speaks volumes. I have become more and more and more of a Tiger fan over the years. No question about that. All right, let's get back to the NBA for a moment here, and let's talk about the Lakers. And the Lakers are always central in the conversation because they have the biggest name in the sport in LeBron James. Yep. So they made some deals right before the All-Star break, uh, and we'll see how this all plays out. The problem for the Lakers coming out of the break, so they're five games below 500, Rich. So they have 23 games left. So if you do the math, uh, they would have to go 14-9 and the rest of the way just to get to 500. Okay, that's just to get to 41 and 41. But coming out of the gate, they have the Warriors at home, another team that needs to win, then road games against Dallas, Memphis, OKC, home games against Minnesota, Golden State. They, they've got some challenging games coming up on their schedule. So I'm looking at the Lakers, and I'm thinking to myself, if you had told me before the season that LeBron would be averaging 30 points a game, which is what he's averaging this year, and that when AD's on the floor, he's putting up big numbers. I mean, Anthony Davis was having an all-star season before he went down with his very predictable injuries. But if this team does not make the playoffs, and they have a healthy LeBron and AD down the stretch, I think D'Angelo Russell is going to help this team. Yeah, he had 21 points in that home debut. He, he looked good. He looked good. And they still don't make the playoffs? Then I'm going to say, I need to look at your coach. Darvin Ham is one of those guys that when he speaks, yeah. he has the look. I mean, yeah. he has the look. He speaks. I like everything about him, right? I like the way he talks. I like, you know, he's not offering excuses, this, that, and everything else. But here's the bottom line when you're a coach in the NBA. You have one stat, wins and losses. And if you're not winning games with those players and they're on the court, for whatever reason, maybe it's not even your fault, but it's not working 
then I have to seriously consider, do we have the right guy for this team in that seat? I, I hate to... I hate to do this, you know, because I I know that they have value. I know that NBA coaches as armchair therapists, as guys who are helping motivate players that are struggling or helping a player ease his way back, you know, maybe putting the governor on him a little bit as he's coming back from an injury and giving good advice there from that standpoint or limiting minutes and having those tough discussions with somebody who wants to play, which is more rare in this league. We were just talking about load um, management, but but talking about, hey, listen, we need a nice off your legs we're about to make the push for the playoffs I understand even if you're talking about a superstar like LeBron James like you need to have that coach who has the right chemistry with the locker room there's no question about it so I will I will I will say that that lends credence to what you're saying however blaming anybody other than LeBron James for what's happening in LA with the Lakers to me is missing the point this is LeBron's team this has been a team built in LeBron's image. Uh, he's been party to every single personnel decision that they've made. You can't convince me otherwise. He wouldn't. He would throw an absolute holy fit if you didn't cross the I or the T's and dot the I's with him prior to making a trade for D'Angelo Russell or anybody or or making a free agency signing. He is involved in every aspect. There's no question in my mind, including hand-selecting the head coach where he himself has ultimate say in what's going to happen. Now, there's no question in my mind that he is diffusing responsibility to Darvin Ham on a night-in, night-out basis for the most part to handle head coaching and doing all the media that a head coach needs to do. But let's be very honest with each other. This is LeBron's team. So if they miss the postseason the person that you need to to single out, the person that you need to circle on the roster and say, here's where the problem starts, is LeBron. He's having a superlative year for his age. He's an incredible player. He's a wonderful, in my, in my opinion, I know a lot of people disagree with me, ambassador for the sport. But the reality of the situation is, if you're losing with LeBron James at this point in his career, LeBron, who plays coach sometimes, who plays general manager all the time, and who plays star player in your roster, and you're not winning with him, it, it he needs he needs to handle that responsibility and figure out a way to win because he is signing off on every single de- de- decision made in that franchise. Well, and again, if LeBron, he's publicly stated, look, I. This is not the way I want to end my career. No I mean, question. The, the 10 NBA finals, I've won four NBA championships. To be on a losing team right now, well, let's let's find out. Let's see how the pl- year plays out. But if it's a disastrous finish and they don't make the playoffs, still sitting in the 13th slot in a 15-team conference, then demand a trade. And, Get and, me out of here. And, it's not working with the Lakers, or is that not his priority is it because of his presence in Los Angeles and all of his outside activities? Are they of more importance right now to LeBron James than actually adding wins to his resume on his NBA career? I was I, I thought only appropriate on the night that he breaks the all-time scoring record, the Lakers lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. I, I, and he's partying that night. Everybody heralds Kobe Bryant, and we should because he was an amazing basketball player. 
But there was a point in Kobe's career where it was very obvious what was happening. The Lakers were trying to wring the sponge of the rest of the the uh, the fame and import that he had on this city uh, of Los Angeles, on that team, on that franchise, and and sort of ride off into the sunset with Kobe, even though they knew they were going to lose a lot of basketball games doing that. I mean, we may be hitting the winter of LeBron James's career where he too, you know, he might be on November 31st of that calendar if we're going to compare the calendar to his career and we're heading into December and it's going to be bleak for a little while until he decides to hang up the the basketball shoes for good. We'll find out. I'm, I never, like very similar to Tom Brady, very similar to Tiger Woods, when it comes to LeBron James, I'm never counting him out. But we saw it with Kobe Bryant, who's also a great a Mount Rushmore-type player. It's possible we could see it in the same city with LeBron James. I still believe, when healthy, LeBron and AD are the best duo in basketball. I don't disagree with that. When but, healthy, but that is the most devastating huge duo. huge qualifier. Well, that's a huge qualifier. Well, that's not the only team looking at some big question mark. KD. Kevin Durant in Phoenix. How is that going to play out? We're going to tell you. Fox Sports Sunday. Steve Harbin. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Or download the app today. Rich Arnberger, this is Fox Sports Sunday, and we are live from the TireRack.com studios. Kevin Durant is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. Of course, he's been injured out of the All-Star game, but he'll play in Phoenix soon. Let's go back uh, when he uh, 
had a press conference talking about why when he put together his super team with Kyrie and James Harden uh, that it didn't work. We didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning a championship, but I enjoyed the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day, regardless of what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates. Everybody who was in that gym, we grinded. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career coming off of Achilles, and they helped me through a lot. Okay. The bottom line was, is they played 16 games together. I've seen 17, but I it actually is 16. And by the way, those 16 games that Kyrie and the Beard and uh, KD played together, they were 13-3. and three. So it looked good. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long. So now he's in Phoenix, Rich, and the Suns gave up a lot. I mean, they gave up four number ones. Yep. Yep. Not to mention Bridges, who, by the way, just scored 45 the other night for the Nets. So it's not like he's dog meat, right? So you've got Chris Paul, who's on the downside of his career. you got Booker and Aiton, the two young players who have long contracts that coincide with Durant, who, by the way, has three more guaranteed years on his contract. That'll reach $54 million, uh, by the end of this deal. And he's 34 years old. He'll be 35 in September. Now, if you look at Durant's numbers this year, He's missed 19 games, but when he's played, the numbers are right on target with where he always is, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, big man shooter of all time. But the failure in Brooklyn, I can't erase that, thinking about what's going to happen in Phoenix. Hang on, though. Hang on, though. Let's be very realistic with what we're talking about here. And I'll make a comparison to the NFL because it's apt. Kevin Durant is ultimately one of the most talented players on the planet. Absolutely. And the Suns are in that situation where two years ago they lost in the 2021 finals. A year ago they lost in the Western Conference semis. Had the best record in the NBA last year. Exactly. This is a team that's right there. I know. This is a team that's right there. You know who they remind me of? The Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams got stomped by the Patriots defensively in the Super Bowl, embarrassed, and they said, yeah, we can't win with Jared Goff. We have to make a change. We have to figure it out. And they went to Detroit, and they said, we'll give you two first-rounders plus Jared Goff. Please give us Matthew Stafford. Please, 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 please. And they did. And they got the deal done, and they won a Super Bowl. The Suns are the Los Angeles Rams of the NBA right now. They're saying, we're right there. We're on the doorstep. We got Booker. We have Aiton. We have Paul. We need that one piece that's going to take us over the top, and this is it. F them picks. Just like Les Snead said, the general manager from the Los Angeles Rams. F them. Who needs them? If we don't win championships, that's what we're here for. That's what this is all about. You want to go down in history as a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame player, a Hall of Fame general manager. They don't give you, hey, you tried real hard awards. They give you Hall of Fame inductions based off of championships. And so I agree with this move. Yeah, there's age and it's not on their side. And yeah, there's money and it's not on your side. But it was the same conversation people were having about the L.A. Rams. And guess what? A year later, they were hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. It could happen for the Suns with the Larry O'Brien Trophy. I guess, and it's a, it's a question that we can't really answer, 
But when you look back when he joined the Golden State Warriors coming off their 73-win season, which ended, of course, with them losing to LeBron and the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals, and then won those back-to-back championships with Durant being the MVP of both NBA Finals, would they have won championships in those years without Kevin Durant? It kind of felt like a similar situation. It's like, hey, listen... We're good. What's going to make us great? And back to the West he goes. And well, he's they were try great to winning enough... 73 games. I, I, yeah, but well, like you said, the Suns, had they the, were great, but the Suns they... had the best record in the NBA last year. All right. We got much more, including the future of a few NFL quarterbacks, their new homes. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh, Once again, another brilliant day in the world of sports. We're bringing it all to you here on Fox Sports Sunday. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. And I'm at Selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So it used to be, Rich, that the... NFL season would actually end at the end of January. Correct. So we used to sit there in the sports talk radio biz dreading the month of February because there was nothing. And then basically we're waiting for the start of the baseball season, March Madness, but that's that's like the end of March. So we're like, wow, man, we got a long grind. Think about this for the NFL season. So the Super Bowl was played on the 12th. Of February, when we go to an 18 game schedule, yeah, I mean, it is conceivable now looking into the future of the NFL that it actually could extend all the way to the end of February. Oh, it's coming quite easily. Yeah, you add a couple more games. Think, think, just think about the month of February. I understand because Tigers at the Genesis Invitational, golf has gotten a nice little pop. College basketball is starting to gain our attention because we're inching, lurching closer to conference tournaments and things of that nature. But the reality is, the reason why the XFL is broadcasting its games this weekend is because there's really not a lot going on. No. So in the world of sport, if if the NFL can convince its owners and its players that adding another game and another bye week to the schedule to extend and cover up the entire month of February, they'll do it because February can be owned by the NFL very easily. Well, very easy. And just do the simple math, because I have maintained, I don't think there's much doubt in this to me, is that when they go from a 17 to an 18 game schedule, it's not going to be over 19 weeks. It's going to be over 20 weeks. Correct. The players union is going to demand a second bye week. And um, the networks aren't going to argue with another week of regular season football. So now you're selling an extra week. So do the math. 20 weeks, that's five months, not four months. September, October, November, December, January. Then you get into the playoffs. Yep. And voila. Dude. Super Bowl is being played on February 28th. March Madness doesn't end during March anymore. Right. The NFL season can conceivably host its Super Bowl Sunday at in the first weekend of March and very easily get away with that. Easy. Easy. It, it's it's coming. Look, I, 17 games worked so well 
that there's no question in my mind that we will see 18 games within the next decade. With two buys. With two buys. With two bye weeks. All right, so uh, that's in the future of the league. In the immediate of the league right now, I saw a very interesting article, Pro Football Focus. We've we've interviewed people with Pro Football Focus many times over the years. Oh, yeah. Not perfect, but I, I sort of like what they're trying to do, stuff out of the box and evaluating players and everything else. So they did that. This was actually an article they did prior to the Super Bowl. So this was in mid January. Okay, yeah. Okay, so after the regular season, as we were getting into the playoffs, and they were ranking the 32 NFL teams in terms of where they stood with their quarterback situation. Now, some of this has been altered a little bit because of thing, some things that's happened, but I thought it was pretty on the money as far as where teams were with their quarterbacks. So right off the top, they had six teams where they listed as nothing else matters as far as their quarterback position. Okay. The Texans, the Colts, the Panthers, the Jets, the Raiders, and the Commanders. I agree with all five. So uh, that's six. Oh, it's six. Yeah, it's six. Who am I missing? Oh, oh, the Texans, Texans the Colts, <laughs> the, the Panthers, the, the Jets, the Raiders, and the I Commanders. guess I auto-deleted them from my brain because it's like everything matters. Everything Every matters. Every position, get it done. Yeah. All right, so the next level they had was – could use an upgrade. And again, hard to argue with these teams, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Titans. Okay. And in many ways, you could almost include them with those first six. All right, yeah. those, are the, those are nine teams right now in desperate need of an answer at quarterback. Well, because let's face it, if any one of those three teams got Derek Carr today, they would all be far better teams, potentially division-winning teams with Derek Carr added to their current roster. Then they had three more teams listed under court, young QB under evaluation. And it's very accurate. You have New England okay. with Mac Jones. Yep. You got the Bears with Justin Fields. And you have the Dolphins with Tua Tungabailoa. I like it. Okay. All right. So then they had what they called a short-term veteran. Now, this has changed, obviously, because they had Tampa with Brady. Okay, so, so he's, he's retired. He's gone. For they had the Rams time. with Stafford. Okay, yeah. And then the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. So they had those three there. Then they have what they call a special tier for the Ravens and the Lamar Jackson thing. We'll get to that in a moment. And then, like, things you like, like the Steelers, you know, they saw something in Kenny Pickett this year. Certainly, Jared Goff uh, exceeded expectations in Detroit. Daniel Jones had his moments, didn't look good at the end with the Giants. And then the Geno Smith story was amazing for Seattle. Then they have, I love this, disappointed but stuck. The Browns with Deshaun Watson. No question. The Broncos with Russell Wilson. Can't do anything about it. And the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. 100% agree with this list. So disappointed yeah. but stuck. Like, well, there's but, no way we can do And know. by the way, I, 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 and I know they have their evaluation tools. I, among those three, would be the least disappointed with Kirk Cousins. Well, he was good, but in the end, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Understood. Right. Uh, then they had also a special tier for the 49ers, obviously, with their upheaval at quarterback. They had what? What they call high ceiling, moderate floor with the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. That might be reevaluated. I like this one. They had very good, but could be elite. Now, this was Jalen Hurts. Didn't see him yet in the Super Bowl, and they did this. Uh, obviously, Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and the Chargers with Justin Herbert. They only had three teams where they say building their franchise around them. Josh Allen and the Bills, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and then, of course, Patrick Holmes with the Chiefs. So this was, you know, not 100% right. But the thing that really stood out to me was how many teams, like we're looking at half the teams that really need to find an answer at quarterback. Yeah. And if you look at this offseason, 
You have a couple of quarterbacks, perhaps in the draft. That's you never know. That's a crapshoot. You never know how a draft's going to work out. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, and then the potential. You have now obviously Derek Carr is a free agent, and then you have the potential of a Lamar Jackson or the Ravens going to franchise tag him, sign and trade, and then who knows? I mean, by the way, Aaron Rodgers apparently has yet to go into darkness. Because he went on with McAfee the other day saying he's he isn't there yet, but he's heading in that direction. Right, right. But yeah, so I, everybody I, mistimed it. But I'm I'm adding up, there, there's not enough of those quarterbacks to go around, so a lot of these teams that are looking for an answer quarterback are not going to get it this offseason. I will say this, though. It may have been a good year to be a bad team because of the NFL draft. I think that players are becoming more um, more accessible to throw into the fires of the NFL earlier in their career than ever before. I I will argue that I still like the idea of giving a guy a veteran who he can learn behind before he gets thrown in, out of the frying pan into the fire, like Trubisky with Kenny Pickett, like uh, Mahomes with Alex Smith before him. Um, and many times we th- we've seen this, you know. I, I mean, Jordan uh, Jordan Love. I you know it's been years now, but you get the point. I like that better. But still, there's more and more of offensive coordinators at the NFL level saying, okay. What exquisite talents that this player showcased at the college level can we bring to the NFL level and make sure that he doesn't flop his first year? Because the mental anguish that you're put through failing at this level your rookie year can be enough that, A, it shakes the confidence of your coaching staff, it shakes your own confidence, and it could shake the confidence of your owner. You know, because at the end of the day, yeah, you may be the talent evaluator if you're general manager. You may be the developer if you're the coach, quarterback coach, offense coordinator, head coach working with that talent. But if the owner doesn't like it, he's the one paying the paychecks. And so at the end of the day, you you, you have to make sure everyone's on the same page. So I think that nowadays, because of that, there are more and more offensive coordinators and head coaches willing to bend their offense to the particular stylings of these college quarterbacks. And so with a talented group coming out of the draft, we may see an easier acclimation period for a lot of these quarterbacks. Well, you talk about uh, changing your offense and look at the Eagles have done that masterfully. They did it with Carson Wentz to Nick Foles and now with Jalen Hurts. They changed their offense. And two different regimes, by the way, Peterson and Sirianni. Absolutely. So they they were able to morph their offense to fit the skill set of their quarterback. Um, I want to start with Lamar Jackson right now. So the Lamar Jackson situation is really twofold because we know he obviously has talent. He has an incredible track record when he's been healthy for the last couple of years. He's been hurt and he's gotten hurt. And we speculated about this. You were a big uh, proponent of the idea that if you're a quarterback that wants to run the football, you're not going to play 15, 20 years in the NFL. Uh, we could talk about that in terms of the Russell Wilson situation. How the, much? How much he has aged? The the way I've been with able all the running he's done to put it as as concisely as I can is if you're a dual threat quarterback, you're leaving your prime at thirty. If you're a pocket passer, you're entering your prime at thirty. So you got to remember where you're at on that spectrum if you're building a team around a guy. All right. So the thing about Lamar Jackson is how young he is. So, Lamar Jackson is 26. In fact, he just had his 26th birthday. He's the same age as Joe Burrow. 
Yeah, he's no spring chicken as a dual threat quarterback. Okay, but he just turned twenty six. He's not thirty. I know but that. Here's the, but here's the thing about but, the Ravens: but you only have the that window now. Okay. We're talking the window starting to close. If we're talking about a true dual threat quarterback, which he is. All right. So the Ravens, as they went from the Flacco era into the Lamar Jackson era. Changed their offense. Yes. And it became a run-oriented offense. And you remember, when it first hit, it hit big. Like, they were unstoppable the year the Lamar Jackson was a unanimous pick as the league's MVP. Teams adjust. But still, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson win a lot more games than they lose. But let's say, okay, he gets franchise tag, which appears to be the situation. And remember, we've always been talking about Lamar Jackson's situation is unique because he's his own agent which you don't think is really a good idea, but that's the way he's chosen to do this. Right. So he's not going to get a long-term deal, most likely the Ravens. They'll franchise tag him. By the way, that's going to be a hefty number. Okay. It's going to be like 45, 46 million. Close to 50. Close to 50. All right, so he'll be paid well. But let's say you're then in a situation where he says, I want out. If you're making a deal to get Lamar Jackson, and by the way, there's two different franchise tags. People don't understand this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the protected one and where you could trade him, but you get like two number ones in return. There's two different levels of a franchise tag on a player where he's untouchable or you can trade him. Right. And that yeah, and obviously the the worth of that contract changes as a result of which one you elect to sign him to. But if you're making a deal to get Lamar Jackson. You got to do what the Ravens did. In other words, you're going to have to change your offense to fit what Lamar Jackson does well. You're not going to put him in an offense that doesn't feel. I mean, I know there are teams that think they can do that, but that's not the way to go. Well, let me give you an example of a of a circumstance that makes sense for Lamar Jackson. And and you mentioned it, and I said I I put him on auto delete because in my mind I'm like, well, yeah, I, I mean the Texans, right? But they just hired D'Amico Ryans as their head coach. Right. We know what a dual threat quarterback in his prime, which Lamar Jackson arguably is in the prime of his career right now in terms of his age, uh, can do to an offense. It's like vitamin C. It just makes everything feel better, look better, act better. So if Lamar Jackson, for example, went to the Houston Texans and they leveraged some part of their future to get him, but really liked... I don't know, one of these quarterbacks who slide to the second round and they should be so lucky to grab one of them, like, you know, a Will Levis or somebody, right? And you had an opportunity to develop a quarterback behind Lamar Jackson while he's on a franchise tag, and D'Amico Ryans gets to work on the defense. That's a very winnable division, the AFC South. The Colts are in disrepair. The Titans look like the window's closing on them. The Jacksonville Jaguars are hard out, but that's the only team that's building in the right direction right now. That's a team that makes sense. You know, it's just sort of like, hey, give me that vitamin C boost right now so we can sort of circle the wagons and figure this out into the future, and let's see if it's possible at least even in the short term, to pump out some wins. And who knows? Maybe the answer is, hey, we're going to come to the negotiating table with Lamar Jackson and give him what he's worth because he's been that big of an impact on us. Maybe, maybe not. All right. On the other side, let's let's figure this out. There's, there's always a way to get the answers because everyone wants to know the answers. Where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? Is he going to be a Raider? Is that a possibility? What would be a good fit for Lamar Jackson if it's not the Baltimore Ravens? And is Derek Carr a difference maker for a team close to getting into the postseason? We'll break it all down. This is Fox Sports Sunday. 
Steve Harbin and... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. And Rich Armberger, this is Fox Sports Sunday, and we are live from the TireRack.com studios. We're watching some XFL right now. Yeah, we got The Rock on camera. Now, Danny Garcia, she's a very interesting story. So she basically is a co-owner of this league with The Rock. Uh, she used to be a bodybuilder. Uh, she's got a lot of money behind her, and she is all in very much uh, front and center in terms of this XFL. Uh, I think when we talk about the XFL or the USFL, much as we were talking about the first launch, a relaunch of the XFL and the Alliance of American Football, if you stay in your lane and not try to be more than what you are, you can survive. Absolutely. Arena football did this for years. Absolutely. For years, arena football was able to find a niche and survive. And that's exactly where this uh, league is. All right. I want to get back to uh, where we are with the quarterbacks. I want to turn our attention to the Raiders situation. So you, 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 Derek Carr, and by the way, kudos to Derek Carr. He had a no-trade clause in his contract, and why am I doing the Raiders any favors? I owe you nothing. Agreed. You chose Josh McDaniels over me. Yep. So, no, I'm not doing you any favors. I'm not going to approve any trade to anyone. You want to get rid of me? Fine. 
I will choose where it is I will continue my NFL career. This this reminds me of a conversation I had recently with somebody who listens to our show a lot here, Steve. His name's Hash. He's a, he's a friend of the families. His uh, daughter and my wife went to school together their whole young life. And he said to me, he's like, look, between the ages of birth to about 14 years old, you, you basically, you know, say the things that you think you should say. You know, right. you're being parented, there's school, etc. And then he goes from 14 to about 40, you you kind of it kind of gets as as bad as it's going to be your whole life. Right. You know where where you're really going to keep a lot of your innermost thoughts a secret unless that they jive with the people around you. And then he goes, you know, after 40, like 40 to 70, that that belt starts loosening again. Well, you've you've witnessed it with me. Yeah. Oh no, there's no question. Like you are an open book, like no one I've ever met in my life. The honesty that spews forth from from your talking hole yes. is one of the most refreshing and also alarming things I've ever been around. It's alarming, or... but it's it's honest. It is honest. There's really no honest. Yes. Well, and then one he said, and then once you're post seventy, which he is, he goes, oh dude, you're back to what you were prior to turning fourteen, where anything that that comes to your mind you say you don't care who you're going to offend right think about an nfl career in a similar thought process the 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 less tomorrows you have in the this league the more willing you will be to piss certain people off because you're like you know what screw you i don't care what you think about me because i'm not going to be staying at the party all that much longer Derek carr is a perfect example this guy who's in his 30s he's served one franchise his entire career and it's a franchise who never built a defense around him, rarely put together enough offensive win, uh, weapons around him to be competitive, and then, like you just mentioned, hired a new head coach and general manager after several failed attempts at both of those positions through his career and sided with them? Sided, so you're in the McDaniel-Ziegler camp after, hey, Marky, Marky, after all these years we've been through, Mr. Davis, you're kicking me out with yesterday's trash? Well, yeah, screw you. Yeah. And you know what? You could go to your ownership meetings and tell the rest of the league how big of a problem I am. I've got my social media. I've got my reputation. I've got a bunch of players I play with, other coaches, obviously a litany of coaches since there were so many failed attempts to get that right in uh, in Oakland and then Las Vegas for years and years and years, who can have my back in this debate. And so, yeah, he, he even if he signs with New Orleans, which he may not, that felt like it may happen. Ooh, the Raiders may get the trade done with Derek Carr. He was like, no, no, no. Screw you. I'm going to be a free agent. I'm going to go where I want. They gave him a no-trade contract, and he took full advantage of that. So he'll choose his destination. But that leaves the Raiders with two choices. Either you look for a quarterback in the draft, they have the seventh overall pick, or you make a deal to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So let's wait two options right now. Now, you mentioned at the top of the show your sudden infatuation with Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, who likes his coffee with mayonnaise. <laughs> and you were uh, torturing yourself and probably anybody within. By the way, I never even asked Ryan. Uh, Ryan, how was that to witness and chronicle Rich drinking coffee with mayonnaise in it was were you like nauseated watching there what happened there 
I had to uh, set aside my personal feelings and, and get the job done as a, a as a true filmmaker. I don't know I how you to... held it down, man. I would have been. It was scary. <laughs> it was. He was laughing at me the entire time. No, like very on brand for Bershinger. Like there were several times when I was drinking. The, and again, I didn't do this for fun. I lost a bet. It was a season long betting segment we did on Countdown to Kickoff. And the punishment for the person who came in last place was drinking the Will Levis mayo and coffee mixture. Mm, mm, so mm, Ryan's mm. sitting there while I'm preparing it and I'm like showing the camera and then guzzling it down. Legitimately mid drink, he starts laughing. And I r- realize mayonnaise is starting to hit the back of the gullet. Oh, man. And I'm like, Ryan's in the splash zone. This is like at, like at the log flume ride. He's about to get hurled on if this goes the wrong way. <laughs> Which, I, I would not be able to put that down. There's was, no way. It was and a, I can eat pretty much anything, but no. It's a the mayo hi- thing it, just it, kills me every it, time. It's a hideous concoction. Yeah. I, again, Will Levis is probably like a top five overall prospect entering the draft, but this raises red flags. I tell you me. one thing. If he tries to bring <laughs> that into the locker room, he's going to get kicked out immediately. All right. So what should the Raiders do? We'll get to that on the other side. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save effort. Progressive.com. Let's find out what is trending right now. So, Monsi, do you think that you could drink? No, 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 no. I just watched the video. Mayo. No, 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 no. I just watched the video. I threw up in my mouth. And I literally almost threw up. No, no, no. I didn't. Literally, I did. I mean, um, and this is what Will Levis does. Oh, what is it? Like every game or every, well, every day? Or what's I, watch, I, I, I rewatched the video, Monty, and he kind of says, hey, it's not every time, but, you know, when the mood strikes, I like a what? little mayo in my coffee. Are you nuts? Will <laughs> Levis, you have lost your mind. And then when you showed the way the mayo looked in the coffee, oh. like just, oh, it was like cup of noodles inside of your coffee. Yeah, because, you know what? That may have been a mistake. Oh, that... Because I used, like, the the sprayable Best Foods mayonnaise. Right, right, right. Like, where it comes out in a thin stream as it was hitting... I like her uh, analogy, like, cup of noodles. It's it re- what I look like. Here, I'll show, you, I'll show you a still from this video. It's going to make you want to throw up. Right, everybody that's... listening wants to see this. Hang, yes. on, hang on. Yeah, you know what? No, I'll, thanks. I'll put I'm on. good. This is what it looks like. Oh, no. Like. No, 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 no. No. Yes. No. 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 Mon- no. Mon- Monty, I'm about to text it to you. No, I oh, saw yeah, it. I, oh, you did? Okay, okay. I saw. I just saw your TikTok. Yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. It's less than ideal, is the way I would describe Ab- it. Absolutely. Why? Will Levis, why? How did this start? That's yeah. a good question. Mm. I, that's where I'm curious. There are a lot of people listening out there, Monsi, that will put mayo <laughs> on everything. I don't like mayonnaise. Nah, I mean, I did at one point, but as I don't I put said, anything on I Unless I'm mixing it into my tuna. Oh no 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 no! no. I can't. I don't even. I don't. What am I doing? What's my job right now? I can't. Like I. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So let me tell you about DK Metcalf because um he just posted about an hour ago on his social media a screenshot of a text message telling him that he needs to be drug tested. It's funny because in the last week or so he's posted some crazy videos of him and his major hops over at Super Bowl and then he was in the Celebrity All Star Game and he had a major dunk in this block and all of a sudden he gets a text oh we need to drug test you because those videos you posted don't look normal 
Yeah, so you if you're going to leap like 50 inches right. in the air and catch a football that should be like over the four-lane road behind the fence you're leaping in front of, yeah, you're going to get popped for a, a not, PED test. No, yeah, that video was nuts. It was, the one-handed catch. Here, let me play the video for Steve. Because, Show it to Steve because yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And then at, he won the MVP at the Celebrity All-Star Game because of how he dunked and he had blocks and he was just running all over the court. So the NFL's like, hmm, we need to see you. All right, here comes Steve. Watch this. It's nuts. Nine, I'm watching. And... Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> you see how yeah, but I mean, exactly. but I mean, I mean, he's a freak. I mean, seriously, he's a right. physical even, freak. How is he a human? Not being? even fair. It Look didn't even look like he, he was trying. I know. I, that's easy. And people him. are like, what? what you, oh, right, right, right. So now he has to go get drug tested for having those major hops and putting it on social media in college hoops. One game is going on right now. Memphis taking on number two Houston in Houston. Houston has an early lead, 13 to 11, with nine minutes to go in the first half. But 23rd ranked NC State, they held on and beat North Carolina 77 to 69. The Tar Heels had 13 turnovers compared to the Wolf Pack's three. So that says a lot. And then third ranked Purdue, they dominated Ohio State, came out on top 82 to 55. A little baseball news. Yankees manager Aaron Boone told reporters today that all of their shortstops will be playing more than one position this spring. So they haven't made decisions who's going to start yet. And infielder DJ LeMayhew, he avoided foot surgery in the offseason. He had a foot fracture that forced him out of the postseason in 2022. So he was able to avoid it, and now he's fully healthy and ready to go. So good news for the Yankees. Back to you guys. All right, Monsi, very good. Yeah. So uh, you will not be watching not the cup of noodles. Oh my! Mayo that was the worst yeah. part. Coffee. Literally. Yeah. What? A it's yeah, I, I didn't realize until he oh, showed me the picture. Like, loser. wow. That's as how I. That is it. Sound. It looks way worse. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right, Richie. Let's let's get back to the Raiders situation. So you have the seventh overall pick in the draft. Conceivably, you could try to move up in the draft to get a Bryce Young or a CJ. Stroud, or he could sit at seven and take Mr. Mayo and his coffee, Will Levis, or you can trade a lot of draft capital to bring in a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, reunite him with Devontae Adams. Of course, they still have the Josh Jacobs situation because you're going to re-sign the league's leading rusher. You got to make a decision on him. Josh McDaniels so far gets an F as a head coach in the NFL with all the rings he earned as offensive coordinator with the Patriots. What should the Raiders do in terms of their quarterback in 2023? Outside of outside of Saquon Barkley, win healthy, and Derrick Henry, I can't think of another running back that I would leverage any sort of salary cap or any sort of future in terms of signing um, other uh, positions of need. So I don't even I don't even really include Josh Jacobs into this conversation. He's he's a stunning running back, and and I think he'll really help the Raiders if they can figure it out. But that's not a priority at all for me. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And the truth is. Okay, if Derek Carr didn't perfectly match your system, if you're 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 Josh McDaniels and you really feel like we needed to move off of Derek and find a guy who can get it, who can really really operate this system, you're putting a whole lot of faith in your ability to develop a quarterback then if you're going to go into the draft. You really are. If I were the Raiders, I would take a very hard and close look at 
the Green Bay Packers trade package that they're looking for for Aaron Rodgers? Well, we'll probably start with this. That seventh overall pick, that's oh. ours. Oh, there's no question. Sure. There's no question about it. Because the reality is, you're right. First of all, he's got a friend in the locker room who would love to play with him. Devontae Adams, they had a lot of success together in Green Bay. Um, and then secondarily, you don't have to teach the guy how to play in the NFL. He knows how to play at this level. But let me stop you for a second here because you know Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Am I am I right in assessing that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are very different people? Yes, but they're very similar competitors. They both will relinquish some control to their offensive coordinators if they believe in them and trust them. See, my impression that is, was the is case that with Tom LaFleur. Brady is the consummate competitor in terms of I will sacrifice for the best of the team. I have never felt that way about Aaron Rodgers, who anytime he references his time in the NFL, is quick to point out all the individual accolades that he has accumulated. Well, listen, I everybody has an opinion on Aaron the person. I don't know him personally. I've only talked to him a couple of times throughout my life. And um, every interaction I've had with him were pretty good. Like, he seems like an all right guy. Now, I understand he's controversial and he said things that really rub people the wrong way, and he speaks his mind. He's very honest. And here's the reality I think that you're faced with is there's an Aaron when he's negotiating his contracts, there's an Aaron in the offseason, and then there's an Aaron in the locker room. And Aaron in the locker room, from what I hear from a lot of his teammates, is a pretty good hang a really good leader and somebody who they all trust ultimately to win a whole lot of games for them over his time in Green Bay, the only place he's ever played. So if you get that Aaron to sign up in trade, come to the Raiders, whether it's for a year, two years, whatever, and maybe they restructure his contract to make it a little friendlier on the front end so you can make room for maybe a Josh Jacobs or whoever else you need coming out of the draft, you you have some really significant offensive weapons in Las Vegas right now. I mean, think about that that offensive team. If they're able to carry that over to next year, that's big. Well, if they retain Jacobs at running back. Jacobs, Waller, but Jacobs Devontae could be Adams. Gun gun. Well, let me ask you this. As you look at the AFC West right now, obviously, you have Don't the Chiefs at the top. Don't forget about So where does a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, under the tutelage of Josh McDaniels, rank with Mahomes, Herbert, and what we are – thinking, at least Bronco fans are hoping, a new and improved Russell Wilson under Sean Payton. Where exactly does a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers fit in that division? Well, Aaron Rodgers can still ultimately be successful in a division he doesn't win. We saw him win an MVP um, on a team that didn't advance beyond the first round of the postseason when they lost to the 49ers. Yeah, but he won the MVP for the regular season. I understand that. And that's yeah. my point. Like where he I mean, ranks, they won 13 games. When he ranks where he ranks in that AFC West is he will be arguably the second best quarterback in a crowded room of greats who are currently playing in the AFC West. So if they were to acquire Aaron Rodgers, give up whatever to get him, and you were to seed the AFC West. Yeah. Now that Sean Payton is in Denver and obviously the Herbert situation with the Chargers. Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. So you would have the Raiders over the Chargers. Yes. With the presence of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Because now a lot of people were saying a year ago at this time, 
once Russell Wilson joined the Broncos that all of a sudden, boom, Denver is the main competitor with the Chiefs. Completely different situation in my mind. Josh McDaniels, from an offensive standpoint, even when you look at the Raiders offensively last year, the Raiders' problems weren't necessarily offensive they were offensive. <laughs> they offended me, but they weren't. They weren't the offense. Like their defense. Think about those second half meltdowns that we keep crediting Derek Carr with. Like, oh, they couldn't score, you know, more than three points in the second half, and that's why the Raiders lost. It's like, well, they were also sporting a ten point or sometimes two score, fourteen point lead in some of these halves, and their defense would give it away. If they improve that defense even fractionally, add Aaron Rodgers, who is obviously a better quarterback than Derek Carr, and you have Josh McDaniels sculpting an offense alongside Aaron Rodgers, the Raiders, to me, have solved a lot lot of their problems. And maybe, who knows, depending on how they draft defensively or who they sign free agent-wise, if they can restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract to make more room for some, some plus signings on the defensive side. This could be a big year for the Raiders. Now they got to get the trade done. They got a lot of work to do before we get to that point. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers comes with a more proven offensive mind like uh, uh, Josh McDaniels to the Raiders, it, it it hits different than Russell Wilson going with Nathaniel Hackett for his first year as a head coach. All right, uh, not only quarterbacks in the news, but coaches as well. Why would Eric Bieniemy leave the Chiefs for the Commanders? What's the thinking there? We'll give you the story. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Steve Harmon, Rich Hornberger. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. 
Fox Sports Sunday. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. So much discussion about the Eric Bieniemy situation. Leaving the Chiefs organization after 10 years, all 10 years that Andy Reid has been there. Five years as running backs coach. And, of course, the last five years as offensive coordinator has not really gotten a serious sniff as far as a head coaching job in the NFL. So now he's leaving to go to the commanders where he is going to be a play calling offensive coordinator along with being an assistant head coach. Um, Some people just feel like he's got to prove himself away from the Chiefs, away from Patrick Mahomes, that he is of the fiber to be a head coach in the NFL. I don't 100% buy that because there's plenty of guys, including Andy Reid when he was hired by the Eagles initially, that was not a play caller as an offensive coordinator. Neither was Doug Peterson. A lot of guys have gotten head coaching jobs coming off offensive coordinator jobs where they were not the play callers. One thing people never bring up with Eric Bieniemy, and I wonder if this has any bearing at all on whether or not he is getting an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL is all the different legal problems he had when he was in college. He was arrested multiple times for a variety of reasons. In fact, I remember in 1993 when he was out of college, he was drafted by the Chargers. I was working for the Chargers flagship at the time. And again, this is 30 years ago. When he got busted in Boulder, Colorado, hanging out with some of his Colorado friends, and there was a female parking attendant, apparently put his hands around her neck and then started dropped his pants and started urinating in public with his buddies. Um, he had a DUI charge as recently as 2001. But again, this is pretty much ancient history. I mean, this guy's had a long, respected run as an assistant coach in the NFL and has the kind of resume with multiple Super Bowl rings now where you would say this guy's a prime candidate in his early 50s still to be a head coach in the NFL. But I've always wondered, because you go to his Wikipedia page and his whole career player and everything else, and you still see that lingering legal issues Because this is a guy, again, that you're hiring to be the face of your franchise, and it only takes one person to go to Wikipedia saying, whoa, 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 what was going on then? The reality of the situation is you are, and I I was talking about this yesterday as well on Fox Sports Radio, you're you're a president, you're a politician of a franchise when you're hired as a head coach. I mean, think about what a head coach does. You're not necessarily in charge of every single decision that's made. Your offensive and defensive coordinators certainly have a lot of sway and influence and decision-making power, and so does your special teams coordinator. Your quarterbacks and other players at their positions have decision-making power, but you're left to answer all of it. You know, so whether or not the president is directly involved in a spy balloon shoot-down, he's going to be ultimately the person talking about it. You know, it's it's just the reality of the job. It's the reality of the job. And so if you're a, a, a independently owned franchise where you are determining who is going to best represent each other or represent us when we find ourselves in controversy or we find ourselves answering hard questions or we find ourselves in a position where we're having success or failure or we're dealing with a contract dispute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're not necessarily just hiring the coach because he's a good coach because he's really good at calling plays. You're hiring the guy because he can handle all those intangibles too. And those are things that you need to be certain are, are, are boxes that are checked before hiring him. Now, is Eric Bieniemy 
the wrong choice for the job. I don't know. Again, like that's not somebody I know personally at all, never spent much time listening to even in his interviews. But it is somebody who's had a lot of success in this league. So this is what I think he's trying to do. He's trying to cultivate the be undeniable uh, uh, pathway. He's trying to cultivate, even if I'm a bad interviewer, even if I'm somebody who they don't trust because of my past uh, issues with the law, even if they don't see me as a president of a franchise yet or a CEO type, I'm going to now put my neck on the line as the sole voice calling plays for a team that's struggling offensively and show them that I can't be denied for my next promotion. But here's the problem. It may be a one-year job. The commanders are about to be sold. New ownership may come in with a completely idea of that we're going to scrap everything and start all over again. As you mentioned, it's not exactly a oh a sure fit that whatever he's going to bring to the table, he's not going to have Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. This could literally be a one-and-done job. It could. And then where does that put you? Well, think about the launching pad of a lot of coaches who are younger than him. You know, how long was Robert Sala a defensive coordinator before getting a head coaching job with the the Jets? How long was D'Amico Ryans a defensive coordinator before getting the head coaching job with the Texans? Sometimes all it takes is one or two years of success with a franchise, especially one that might need a little saving offensively for you to then catapult into that next promotion that you're looking for. It could work out. It could crash and burn. Well, again, play calling is one thing. Players executing your calls. Doesn't mean you call the wrong play, but if they don't execute, they're looking at you. And they're like, why did you call that play? (laughs) Well, because I thought it was going to work, but whatever. All right, so uh, we got a lot more coming up on this NBA All-Star Weekend. Keep it here. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, once again here. I mean, seriously, who needs the NFL? Actually, we need the NFL. The good news is the NFL is always nearby. The NFL is never actually gone. Uh, But we got a lot of things going on here. It is an NBA All-Star Sunday. This is Fox Sports Sunday. And we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. We're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Uh, I saw our buddy David Vassay. On Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Covers the Dodgers. And, and today was the day he's heading to spring training. And I'm like, wow, okay, we're there. It's all happening. Uh, you're in San Diego during the week. And, of course, all kinds of craziness is going on as far as the Padres are concerned. And oh, yeah. Some people think this is the team to beat. They're spending money like there's no tomorrow. You Darvish gets an extension until <sighs> he's 42 years old. I mean, it's, it's like, wow, there's all this money. You and I, when, when we started working together uh, down in San Diego, the Padres were so <laughs> irrelevant. I mean, seriously, I mean, it was a joke. There was nothing at all to talk about. We were, I, I we actually had a segment where we were, uh, had our producer, Ernie Martinez, do what we call the Padres plus three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because- I actually started because the idea was there was nothing to talk about. 
but we we would feign interest in the Padres by trying to, and he was a big Padres fan. Like oh, he's huge. an all-in guy. So we're like, all right, every game, you know, Monday through Friday from the previous day, pick out three highlights from the game. And that was tough to do. I mean, we would have highlights like this. Number two. Ground ball down to shortstop. He's got it in time. Like a ground out. And then he would he would have the crowd noise amped up like it was game seven of the World Series when there was probably, I don't know, 10,000 people at Petco Park. Those times have changed. So yeah. I, this is a very interesting baseball season coming up. The Dodgers, they've got some things going on uh, in terms of their future. I, I think the biggest thing is Shohei Otani. Well, you look, you look at a lot of what's going on across baseball. Huge. Huge Did you, by amounts the way, of money huge, are being spent. How about the bases? Did you see the bases? They're gigantic. What is that? They're like extra large pizza boxes. <laughs> what is going on with I, those bases? Well, well, there was this this picture that went around the internet that showed them being a lot bigger than they are, but right. they're going to be bigger. Here's actually that's a great jumping off point. But before I want to finish this thought, baseball is spending money like like we've never seen before. And so I just want everybody to remember for a moment, like how close it came during the pandemic where baseball didn't happen because owners were screaming poverty. Right. How many of these 30 MLB owners were like, we can't even afford to buy our children's shoes anymore. I'm walking around in duct taped vans. I, I just, this is just, we don't know if tomorrow's going to come. We need to get rid of our minor league system. We're just going to fire a bunch of people. You guys get it, right? It's a pandemic COVID. You guys know, right? Coronavirus, right? And then on the other side of the pandemic, well, a lot of families and a lot of people individually are still in financial ruin. We are seeing contracts being signed at such an insane rate that um, it's embarrassing, frankly. But I digress. The reality of baseball is they have tons of money. They're making tons of money, and they're going to continue to pour money into sport. But the problem is... For the rest of the owners, the San Diego Padres are embarrassing a lot of these small market teams, quote unquote, small market teams, because they're spending money at an alarming rate. They re-signed Joe Musgrove to a $100 deal tail end of the season. New Darvis's extension, Xander Bogarts. They're going to restructure Manny, it sounds like, because he's about to opt out whoa, year five. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I these, slow these you are, Manny? These are all the sourced things that are kind of floating out there right now that they're really considering breaking them off again. Well, and, and, and what the Padres have done in every small market, and it's not just Major League Baseball, it's across the board, okay, Anytime we talk about any one of these professional sports teams, Major League Baseball, NFL, any any of them. NBA. NBA. The idea that they're not making money is ridiculous. Oh. All making money. All and what the Padres have shown is, much to the horror of all these so-called small market teams, is that, yeah, we have the money. The idea that you don't have the money is a lie. You do have the money. You just don't choose to spend it. And that's where the Padres were for years. They would always feign the idea, well, look, we can't compete with the Dodgers or the Yankees, obviously, because we don't have that kind of money. They always had the money. Oh, yeah. They just chose not to spend it. But now the new ownership there has decided we are going to spend the money. There's a balloon floating outside our window. Look. Oh, there it is. Are we being spied on? It was a heart-shaped one. I'm not sure. Should we shoot it down? Sam, get out there and bring your slingshot. Uh Uh-huh. 
We need help. <laughs> we no. need help immediately. No, I, I think we need to alarm our federal government and get one of those $120 million <laughs> missiles and take it down. Take it down. We don't know where that thing's coming from. Here's the reality of baseball. The, the, the money's there. The markets, or I should say the owners in certain markets, don't want to spend. Part of the reason, though, is because the game is losing traction with the younger demographic. And I think some of these rule changes are actually going to drag more and more people to the party. And I think it's good for the game to experiment. The pitch clock has been utilized at the minor league level for a while now. It's been successful. So why hasn't it matriculated to Major League Baseball? Well, part of the reason is reluctance of ownership and the commissioner, Bob Manfred, to make waves with these players who are really stodgy. They don't want the changes. These pitchers, they have a lot of sway, obviously, in decision-making in the union. A lot of them are union reps, and they say, no, we don't want this. Well, Major League Baseball in the newest collective bargaining agreement basically said, well, we're jamming this down your neck because our sport's going to die if we don't make some necessary changes. So pitch clock, 15 seconds to throw your pitch when nobody's on base. If somebody's on board, 20 seconds the new size of the bases, it's going to decrease first to second and second to third by more than four inches. So you're going to see a lot more steal attempts on the base paths. Disengagement li- limits, you're only allowed to disengage and throw to first for a pickoff player, second or wherever, um, only twice per uh, at-bat. I mean, there are a lot of these rules that are going to, and the most important is the shift. You're going to have two infielders on either side a second, and they must stay on the dirt or the infield grass. Otherwise, you'll be penalized. These are important rule changes to create more offense. The NFL has done this many times over in the past decade, trying to increase the amount of offense and increase the amount of people who see their fantasy football app explode on Sundays. You need to find a way to bring offense back to Major League Baseball and not have walks and home runs and strikeouts. So on Friday... I was out at this event uh, for AM570, which is the home of the Dodgers, part of our family here at uh, iHeart. And it was all Dodger fans because they uh, Petro money were there and they were going to give away tickets for opening day. So it was a ton of Dodger fans, huge crowd out at this place. So they get me on the stage. You know me. I'm always trying to you know ignite a few things. <laughs> so I just got in the word that Manny Machado said, you know, publicly, I'm opting out of my contract at the end of the year because that $300 million, that's chump change of what these guys are making now. Look at the deal Tatis got. Look at all these other deals. I stand to make more money. So I asked this whole room of Dodgers fans. Yeah. If you're the Dodgers... How would you feel about Manny Machado coming back to the Dodgers? The Dodgers aren't spending money right now. Mm-hmm. There's talk about Otani being a free agent at the end of the year. There's talk about Machado being a free agent. You know, the Dodgers can spend with the best of them. What about them going after? Can you imagine if they were to sign Machado and Otani? So I asked these Dodgers fans, how do you feel about a possible return of Manny Machado to the Dodgers? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! Sucks! No! No! I go, whoa, 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 whoa! The guy was just runner-up for the MVP award this past year. He has had a great run with the San Diego Padres. He is one of the best, and he's still barely 30. You killing me with Justin Turner moving on? You wouldn't like to see Manny Machado at third base? Boo! 
He sucks. I'm like, okay, you guys are out of your freaking mind. Believe me, you would welcome Manny Machado with open arms. But this is a dilemma right now for a Padre organization. They offered him an extension. He said, no, I am going to be a free agent at the end of this year. I want to see everybody's money on the table because ultimately the only reason he went to San Diego in the first place is they offered him the biggest contract. But by the way, by the way, though, the the reason why he's saying that now is because there's no d- deadline at all to this. No. I mean, so let's let's uh, let's see what happens, right? So imagine this, and this isn't like way outside the possibilities here. What if Manny Machado kind of stumbles out of the gate this season? What if all of a sudden his first month, his first two months, they're a little shaky? Now, he's Mr. Consistency, but say it's, I don't know. His numbers are really consistent. But say he gets hit on the hand with a fastball or something like that. Look, or, you know, he tweaks a hamstring or whatever. Like, I mean, injuries happen, and he's an iron horse. He'll play through some injuries. There's no question about it. But I'm just saying, like, say he's having one of those years where all of a sudden he's starting to feel his age a little bit because of things outside of his control. Maybe that thought process changes. I I appreciate anybody who's betting on themselves. And if I were in Manny's shoes after the season I just had, after the past couple of seasons I had, I would be betting on myself too. But let's see how this whole thing plays out. The reality is, though, and this is a great point that you're making about baseball or sports in general, is fans, they are called fans for one reason and one reason only. It's because they are fanatical. They want to get excited and bothered, and they want to be uh, enamored and and also hate at the same time. It's fun. It gets you away from the real issues, like the balloon that just floated past our windows. We don't know who's spying on us right now. Yeah, it was heart-shaped and it looked innocent. It might be Mylar, but maybe it's Kevlar. We don't know. But sports gets you away from that. You get to be a fan. You get to be goofy for a little bit and actually get mad at Manny Machado. Who cares in the grand scheme of things, if he became a Dodger tomorrow oh, on a 10-year deal, they would welcome him, like you said, with open arms. By the way, he would be opting out of a deal that would guarantee him for the next five years $160 million. Guaranteed. Yeah. Even if he were to get injured and have a career-ending injury, he would still receive $160 million, $32 million a year for five years. If he opt out, that's erased. Now, yeah, you could get a bigger number, but that's a lot of guaranteed money to walk away from. It's isn't a lot. It? It's a lot of dough, and that's a lot of guarantee. But it's money. also coming from a guy who's made close to two hundred million dollars on this contract already. Right. So, so I after I, this year, he will have made one hundred seventy-four million dollars in his career. Yeah. So you know, and... it's a little bit. It's a little bit easier. But he's to... only thirty years old. Yeah. Years old. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing since he was a teenager. I mean, thirty years old. And let's actually made his debut. Let's see, how old was he on his debut? He was twenty years, thirty-four days when he made his major league debut. So you know, look, the guy's had a Hall of Fame career, no question in my mind. Uh, but yeah, it was hilarious with these Dodgers fans. They were, no, we don't want him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sure you don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Look, look, Aaron Judge is thirty years old. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's born in April, so it'll be oh. 31 this baseball season. Yes. Uh, he signed a nine-year deal. So yeah. 
Manny Machado is in the prime of his big contract signing year. You put Manny Machado, if he has a normal Manny Machado year, which is seemingly every year, and he goes on the free agent market, the numbers are going to be staggering. He's going to sign if, again, like you said, if he has a normal Manny year, he's he going to get a 10 year deal. For, Even at age 31, for he could get $400 million. $400 million. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a lot more than $160 million. All right. Uh, coming up on the other side, we're going to talk about an NFL player, former NFL player, where you know it's over. This is when you know any dreams of resurrecting your career are absolutely done. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Golf? Four. And he does. What a start for Woods. Birdie at the first. Four under a ghost tiger. Steve Harbin and Rich Hornberger here. Yeah. Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, once again, we are live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, that golf highlight threw me off right there. Yeah, a little uh, T. Woods. Uh, by the way, that is uh, the Golf Channel, and that is our Progressive Play of the Day, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. By the way, uh, Tiger Woods finished his round today. Uh, he struggled a little bit today, shot a 73. He did finish at one under for the tournament uh t45 right now but for him to get through four days of golf remember he only played nine rounds of golf the entire year last year and and he's been off from golf for seven seven months months, yes leading up to riviera here i mean what he's already accomplished is staggering the fact that he played golf last year the fact that he played competitive golf and he may finish top 50 is ridiculous we're we're i mean look i nothing surprises me again i said this earlier in the show but when it comes to lebron james tiger woods tom brady like the greatest or arguably the greatest in their given sports but this is just i mean we're talking about the, the guy's just made of something different than the rest of us because he he's not walking comfortably. No, he's he's limping with every stride. Yes, but he found a way to work around all these issues and difficulties as a result of this most recent injury that nearly took his life in this car accident to come all the way back to be one of the top golfers still in the profession. Well, he uh, he can play. That's the most important part, which is good news as we look forward to the Masters in April. And anytime we can see Tiger out there, uh, believe me, the, the the people in the world of golf pray, please. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what it means from a rating standpoint when we have Tiger as opposed to when we don't have Tiger? Even in a major golf championship, it's night and day. Um, all right, I want to take you on a little odyssey here. And this is what we call... Uh, a difference between perseverance and denial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Back in the 2016 NFL draft, as you remember, Jared Goff, the Rams traded up to get the number one overall pick, took Jared Goff, and then Carson Wentz was the second quarterback taken uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. There was one other quarterback that was taken in the first round that year, and he was going to be the future of this franchise. His name? Paxton Lynch. That's right. So Paxton Lynch was drafted by the Denver Broncos, and he played in a total of five games 
in two seasons with the Broncos before he released him. So that was in 2018. His odyssey since then has been interesting. So in 2019, he got signed by the Seahawks, and then they waived him immediately. Signed with the Steelers, they also waived him. Never played for either team. Right, here's right, where, right. Here's where you think maybe it's over. He got signed on by Saskatchewan, the Rough Riders up there in the Canadian Football League, spent the entire season as a third-string quarterback, never got into a game. He then... Went to the USFL last year with the Michigan Panthers. He was the last quarterback taken. Remember how they had their oh, yeah, draft? That's right. He was literally the last quarterback taken. He played in three games and then was on the inactive list. So what's left? He's only 29 years old, by the way. What's left is the Orlando Guardians of the XFL. So yesterday, he made his XFL debut with the Orlando Guardians. He did not finish the game. He got benched in the first game of the season in the XFL. Now, now again, there's not a lot at stake here, right? No. If you're getting benched in the very first game of the year by the Orlando Guardians of the XFL, at what point do you finally call it a day where you're like, okay, I sat on the bench for an entire year in the Canadian Football League as a third-string quarterback, never got in the game. I got basically demoted after three games in the uh, USFL. Yeah. Now I go to this XFL, and I don't even make it through one game before I get benched. At some point, do you say, eh, maybe I should try to find a new uh, line of employment? Well, what's funny about this conversation is it comes on the heels of talking about Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. who, okay. regardless yeah. of of all odds, you know he's faced. He he still persists. He still he still tries. He has that <laughs> fire of the competitor in his belly. You may be the only person on the planet comparing Paxton Lynch <laughs> to Tiger Woods, but continue. I want to hear this. There are parallels here yeah. because, <laughs> yes. regardless of what anybody thinks Paxton Lynch should do, yeah. He's going to do what Paxton Lynch wants to do, and it's that competitive fire that burns in his belly that keeps this this path ignited for him. He still sees a way, and so good on him. You know, here's also the reality of being a first-rounder. He has enough discretionary income to do this as long as he wants. Well, we don't know how he spent the money, but that was twenty. That's seven years ago when right. he got that deal. And, so. and assuming he invested even a small portion of what was a large signing bonus yeah. and, and then obviously contract money owed to him, um, he, he has enough to live off of for the rest of his life and potentially support future generations of Lynch's uh, from this day forward. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, same way we were talking about Tiger, it's it's for the love of the game. It's not for money anymore. You know, this is a guy who just wants to compete and likes being in a locker room and loves the sport, and I guess he's still chasing it and good for him. You know, the other thing that, that's happened to me based on uh, the XFL kicking off yesterday and continuing today is it's the San Antonio Brahmas yes. who's hosting the, um, I believe it's the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, let me uh, get these uh, teams. I need to In San Antonio out. right now, and I'm reminded so eerily of the spring that I spent calling games for the Alliance of American Football. Yes. By the way, if you don't know, you are in the broadcasting (laughs) wing of the Hall of Fame of the Alliance of American Football. And I remember, oddly, my first stop as a commentator in this league brought me to San Antonio. 
And so I'm watching the pregame festivities with The Rock on the field with his other co-chairs yes. of the XFL. And I remember thinking, like, that all, that whole setup, this whole setup seems so eerily similar. Why? And then I realized when they showed cutaway shots to the Alamo, I'm like, oh, my gosh. The opening weekend of the Alliance of the AF. You were at the very first game. I was there. You were there. It was the San Diego And by the way, fleet. the ratings were really good for they that game. They were strong. Strong. Big CBS picked it up. I think, yeah. does Fox have it here? Yeah. Or ABC, ESPN, mm-hmm. whoever is airing this game. Right? I, I just remember feeling like, whoa, like this may work. Eight games later, the league was defunded and fell apart. But I remember at the time thinking like, whoa, this. Is... And I'm watching this. And, and ABC's broadcast of this XFL game in San Antonio is so <laughs> similar. The same... About the same amount of fans have shown up in San Antonio. By the way, who was that? Was it the PR guy of the San Diego Fleet was the name of the team who was at Penn State. He had a really secure job, and then he uprooted his whole entire family because they were all told three years minimum. Okay, you got three years. We can't make any guarantees beyond three years, but you got three years. Yeah. And then literally... Months later, oh, months, yeah. he's out of job. There's no severance. There's nothing. Like they, they have lawsuits up the yin yang that they're going to have to deal with and everything. I felt so bad for that guy. Charlie Ebersol and a group of former players were kind of, you know, uh, Bill Polian, uh, Troy Palomalu was involved, oh, yeah. Justin Tuck. I mean, there were a bunch of names. Um, and they all came together to help, you know, promote this league. And and Charlie Ebersol made it, it made it known to everybody that that he had put together a tremendous amount of funding for this league. And but they knew as the league was about to debut that they were sitting on a house of cards. It was. He was hoping, let's get the league started. Maybe I yeah. can get other investors involved. Yeah. And it never panned out. And what was crazy about this is because of my my role with one franchise in this league, I remember reaching out to a lot of players and just knowing their names and searching them on Twitter and just reaching out. What's scary about these spring leagues that isn't spoken about, and I hope this works and I hope all these players are well taken care of, is when they fold and there's injuries, some of these stories are pretty harrowing. Like some of these guys got injured like – like severely injured the final game of the season, ACLs, broken arms, stuff like that, and then never got any medical care beyond that game. Like, you know, they were coming out of pocket, and these aren't rich people. These are sometimes guys who played at D2 college football schools and then were just trying to grasp on to life's golden ring of opportunity in a spring league that made a lot of promises that they didn't keep. And those stories were pretty rough, so hopefully – the, the sincere hope is that this works out. All right. Well, let's uh, find out what's trending right now because I do have a direct question for Monsi right now. So, Monsi, let's say yes. the Vegas Vipers of the XFL call you uh-huh. Uh-huh. and say, Monsi, we really love your work at Fox Sports Radio. Uh-huh. And we think you would be the perfect voice of the Vipers. Um, so we'd like to offer the job to you. You'd have to move to Vegas, obviously. That's not a problem. And so so you would trust that job? Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying moving to Vegas would not be a problem. Okay. Uh- <laughs> moving to Vegas would not be a problem, but you, would, you wouldn't leave behind what you're doing here to roll the dice 
on a job in the XFL just yet. No, I mean, if you off, if they offered me money I couldn't refuse, nah. I would really have to think about it. But if it's something not crazy, I, I don't think I would. I, uh, yes. See, this is one thing, and I've been around this business a long time. Um, and I've been I've been pitched some interesting ideas. I don't know. Maybe I have a good sense of these things. Yeah. When it sounds too good to be true, it's right. too good to be true. Yes. And you have to sort of think down the road, like short term versus long term. Like, okay, in the short term, you're going to get this, but where am I going to be five years from right. now? Yeah. And you and- have no idea how many times I've said no to people that literally our belly up within five years. Yeah, it's important to think of that. But yes, yeah, yeah, it's hard to in the moment. In oh, the moment, oh. yeah, they're flashing the money at right. you. And, and I, I thought of none of this. I remember <laughs> when the, the San Diego fleet reached, I mean, I was living in San Diego, still am. But I remember when they reached out, they are like, so what do you think? I'm like, where do I sign? Where do I sign? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> they didn't even have to use all of their tricks that they had up the didn't, sleeve for you. Wasn't your last game, like, you, you didn't even know to the last second whether you were going to the game or oh yeah they weren't sure this was crazy man they they weren't sure monty this was crazy we're flying out to salt lake city and the league there were source reports that the league was falling apart that Mm. they didn't have the appropriate funding and so i remember calling the team president of the team that i was broadcasting for and he assured me Look, if we can find a way to get out to Salt Lake City, we will play this game and you will be paid for broadcasting this game. I was like, just think about the way you started that sentence. Wow. (laughs) Like... If we find a way to You're get like, there, what? Can I have a drink? Is that <laughs> what time? Is it, is it too early to have a drink? And also, then you got to trust the plane that you're getting on, right? Because you know they're getting the cheapest charter they possibly. It was, I, I've never been a part of anything That's like that nuts. in my life. Yeah. That's nuts. I think John Rom wants a drink right now. He just lost the top of the no! lead. He had like a four shot lead at one point. Golf, golf. Yeah, Max Homa is mm. now sitting alone at the top of the leaderboard. This right now just happened as Rich was telling a story. So yeah, Max Homa 16 under par, John Rom 15 under mm. par. And you guys mentioned that Tiger Woods is done for the day. He ended one under par for the tournament, but we love Tiger Woods. A little college hoops going on. Memphis taking on second ranked Houston. Houston is up 47 to 36 with 12 minutes to go in the game. And the Senators on the ice, like in hockey, there's not a lot of scoring. The Senators were like, we're going to change that today. So they're totally dominating the Lose six to two is the score with five minutes to go in the third period. Guys, people on Twitter are losing their minds because Kendall Jenner seems to be dating Bad Bunny. What what happened there? Kendall Jenner seems to be dating Bad Bunny, and the internet is not happy. Okay, so Kendall Jenner, and she has been linked with... uh, Every athlete possible. Correct. Mm -hmm. And now she's with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Mm. So the, the internet's not having it. They're not happy about it. I get it. <laughs> right? Totally. Get it. Me too. It's like, why? <laughs> why are you touching this man? Kendall, stop. Stop it. Don't ruining him. Ugh. It's also National uh, Chocolate Mint Day, and I hate chocolate mint. So there you okay. have it. All right. So Back you just guys. ruined Thin Mints for the Girl I Scouts of America. I do not like those. I don't get it. I don't like a mojito. Maybe it's the mint. There are like... 
troops who are standing outside of grocery <laughs> stores right now are like, Monty. I will buy up. all the other ones. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> the Samoas, the truffles, the peanut butter pat- or patties. Oh, I called? love me some tagalongs. Oh, so good. You throw so those good. in the freezer. Oh my god! Changes things. I could eat like nine boxes. By the way, yeah. I, I'm Monsters curious about Bad Bunny. Uh, so I'm really looking into Bad Bunny right now. Yeah, the t- yeah. <laughs> so that is that is not his actual name. No, 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 no. Whoa, that's whoa, 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 whoa! Yes, he was. That's not his real name. First it name is, Bad, last name Bunny. Last name Bunny. It wasn't like his last he name was Bunny, and they thought the, no, nobody. The, he, he this said, is completely wrong. Though. This is of the Eastern Pennsylvania Altoona. Bunnies. The bunny Sweet. family, and they Hell named him Bad. No, Mr. How about this? But father. here's the thing. So it says, Bad Bunny originally came from a time in which he was forced to wear a bunny costume and was angry about it. Interesting. So is that a reason to suddenly become professionally what. known as I, Bad Bunny? I mean, I don't know rolls why. off the tongue. I don't know why Doseke spent so much time with that white-bearded man. <laughs> Get him. He, that is the most interesting man yes, in the world. Yes, I agree. Bad, bad Bunny. Bunny. Wow. Bad bunny. Did he seek an H in the bad? <laughs> that, did I see that correctly? Yeah. Or did they just misspell it on Wikipedia? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. You think maybe we should take on new names? Is that possible? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Something as good as Bad Bunny. What it just rolls off, uh, rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I mean, uh, my last name. Manny's Rich. <laughs> no, no, no. How about Burnt Toast? <laughs> Burnt Toast. Like- Burnt Toast here. Burnt Toast. I don't know. My last I don't know. That sort of sounds good. Orn Burger. I might play. I might play with that a little bit. Something to do with burgers. Well, the thing about my name Hartman is that heart rhymes with. Oh, got it. Heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, when Fart? I was like in, you know, junior high school, fart uh, man. Yeah, you were fart man. I was. <laughs> no, Howard Stern oh, no, beat no, no, you no. to it. No, it was even better. Oh, Howard right. Stern was already. No, fart no actually, fart actually, man. it wasn't that. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was heart fart, and even more so, I was traft traw, which is heart fart. Spelled backwards. Did you, wait, <laughs> well, I, actually, I was actually known as Traftra, which is heart fart spelled backwards. You, middle wow, the more you know. <laughs> middle schoolers are so rough. Yeah. I mean, so there's Traftra, wow. which is heart fart backwards. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty original, right? Yeah. Hey, Traftra, what's going on, man? Traftra, I like it. Traftra. I like it That's a lot. Hard fart backwards. Well, Bad Bunny's <laughs> not not great either. No. So. I like that name. Yeah. I think it's easy. Instead of Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio. No, go with that. <laughs> the way that just rolled off the tongue. That's... Well, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're, if your mom, do you do you call him Bad? Do you call him Bunny? BB? No, you go? mom calls him Benito. Call him Buns? So you call him by his actual name. Mom Benito. calls him for Benito sure, Buns? Benito. Yeah, his real first name. Right. Right. BB. Right. What's going on, BB? BB, BB. We've been drinking what's all morning. Up, bud? All morning. What's up, bud? Hey, what's happening, bud? We're sorry. What's We're sorry bud? for what's happened. Traftra. Traftra. So if you want to call me Traftra, you can call me Traftra. <laughs> it's not the first time. Um, all right, Monsi. By the way, Monsi, I've never asked you. Think about nicknames is you can't give yourself a nickname, although we've seen many people that do that. Right. Um, which to me is ridiculous. Uh, so what was the nickname most often used for you? If you can actually say it. Um, I, I did it. I, well, my, my name is Monserrat. 
Mm-hmm. So I had I was called rat and I hated it. Right. And then I had an ex-boyfriend's mom who called me monster and she thought it was cute. And I was like, that is not good, lady. <laughs> you were called monster. Lady, that is monster. monster. And I she thought it was funny and cute. I was like, I no, ma'am. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Wow. I've been I've been calling her Mons de Leon. That's kinda, fine. That's kind of cool. Mons de Leon. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I think they called me in high school Fonzie a little bit. Monty, whoa, whoa, Monty. whoa. In oh, high school, yeah. I was known as the Bonds. Oh. So, so Happy Days, obviously, was very big at the time, and the Fonz was a superstar of the 70s. I had this white coat, which was literally the polar opposite of his black leather jacket, <laughs> and somebody suddenly called me Bonzi instead of Fonzie. And it's stuck. And if you go to my senior yearbook, uh-huh. and everyone you know signing your yearbook, uh-huh. Bonds, Bonzie, Bonds, Bonzie, Bonds, throughout my entire book. And then it disappeared after and that? And disappeared. Wow. Mm-hmm. I prefer Traftra. For now Traftra. on, I want you guys to call yeah. me DJ Cheese E Burger. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I've been DJ thinking about it for a while. Cheese E Burger. Yeah. And I want that on t-shirts. All right, I would love to continue <laughs> no, this conversation, but I think we've gone into three other shows that follow us. So, um... Uh, on the other side, we'll give our final thoughts on what's going to transpire in this NBA All-Star game and where does it rank with the other All-Star games, if we can figure that out. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Steve Harbin and Rich Ornberger here on Fox Sports Sunday. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Hey, the story you just telling me, can you share that with everybody? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there I was, a senior in high school. <laughs> And we're going to stop there to bring you this update on the XFL, where right now the St. Louis Battlehawks are they're doing their best to keep the San Antonio Brahmas mm. from pushing this ball over the yard again on a third and two down near the goal line. Honestly, for and a the second. the Battlehawks have absolutely stuffed them in the backfield. For a moment, I thought we were just watching a replay of Super Bowl 57, <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong about that. No, we can't share every story. Maybe down the road someday. Uh, I want to thank the crew today, Iowa Sam. Sam, have you figured out where your Hawkeyes uh, potentially are going to get seated in the NCAA basketball tournament? What's your best guess? I've been seeing a six seed. A six lot. seed. Oh, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Looks good to me. Apparently, okay. Purdue is still hanging on to a one seed at this point. Did yeah, you, I, I mean, mean, did you see the current seedings? Not the you know bracketologies, but I guess they have what they call the official. UCLA is barely a two seed. Because yeah, the Pac-12 is so weak. Weren't you saying yesterday, why is Kansas still hanging on Well, that one? was before they came back to oh, beat right. Baylor. Yeah. But yeah, they have, the, they have like 12 wins against, I mean, they have Big a 12's pretty, a meat grinder. Yeah, it is Absolutely a meat grinder. Right. Uh, Monsi, of course, uh, brilliant today. Uh, she's rooting for, uh, we don't know. She has the East Conference jersey. There's no such thing as East-West um, anymore. Yeah. We have the Monsi's rooting for the NBA today. Yeah, we have the Giannis <laughs> versus LeBron. This this reminds me of the Rob Lowe meme where he's wearing the NFL Shield hat. Har- Mike Harmon was hosting a show with Hartman yesterday. He was wearing the NFL official officials hat. Yeah, he was calling attention to NFL officials officiating in general. Have you ever seen this hat I'm wearing? Anybody? No, Never. nobody. Harmon's yeah, got I, the NFL hat on too but not quite every the official single hat. sunday well this is as official as it gets does that ever get dirty or no, no? there's no filth on this first wow. of all i don't, I don't think you're a living person do you ever see me sweat i think you're like a, I don't a robot or I, something exactly uh, like that and of course humanoid. ryan speaking of humanoids if anyone is uh, oh this guy's as normal as they come no there, there is you no know, there is so much 
layers to oh, that. Oh, dude, guy. yeah. I mean, there's I, no I'm, one. No one operates like Ryan, where there's like a real, dirt all over the place. Ryan's a real warrior today. Yeah, because you know he yeah. he know. pulled his back out earlier today. Ryan's you one of those what? guys. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm uh, nursing a back injury. Okay, what? all right. What I told him to overdose on Tylenol, and he won't. Okay, yeah. so how That's did you terrible suffer? Advice, Monty. That is <laughs> no. Terrible. He's, he's in pain, and he took two. I'm like, take four. Yes, I am limiting myself to the recommended dosage. <laughs> and, and how exactly did you Monty injure your back? Monty is a doctor, so I would trust uh, her. Doctor Monty. She's uh, a monster doctor. Monster doctor. Uh, I was uh, I was at a concert last night and I uh, woke up uh, pretty sore. And then when I uh, uh, pulled my bag out of my car this morning, it uh, it went. It it. it it strained my upper back. We, we we talked about this yesterday. So for those who don't know, Bursch, he gets in the mosh pit and he'll go to these metal concerts and they, they call him uh, Ryan the Flying Elbow Bershinger because he if you have teeth in your mouth in the in the pit, he's coming for him. I mean, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Can you just imagine? I mean, 117 pounds of fury coming your way. How much do you weigh? Hirsch is a cool 117. Wow. Yeah. What do you weigh? Oh, I wish. Uh, I, I, I teeter between 175, 180. I got you by a hundred pounds. <laughs> I mean, like, legit. are you up to that? You're not that low. You, I actually, you look thinner than you did the last time I saw okay, you. Well, yeah, I've been trying to get it back down, but still, even on a diet, I'm a yeah. hundred pounds heavier than Ryan Bershinger. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Ryan weighs uh, less than my starting weight at bench press. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is this guy gets in the pit and tries to love someone. Mm. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice we'll reference that, there. Nice reference. Nice <laughs> I, I'm still trying to get over Mac McClung. I, I'm sorry. Dude. I mean, is this guy for real? What happened yesterday? Yeah, he yes. signed a, a contract out of the G League. He mm-hmm. has played two NBA games, one with the Bulls, one with the Lakers a year ago. Signs a contract with the Sixers. Actually hasn't played a game this year. How did this guy get invited to be in the dunk competition? Because there are maniacs like Monty Bolaños who will just root for all the All-Stars. She's yeah. rooting for the whole <laughs> NBA today. She's like, yes. I am a Mac McClung fan for this weekend and this weekend only. 100%. Get me that jersey. <laughs> How do you get the name McLung? Are you from like the Lung clan in Ireland? Clung. You're Mick, Mick, Clung. No, it's cl- isn't it McClung? No, no, it's, it's McClung. That oh, just shows you how much I know about Mac McClung. Mac Nobody McClung. Does. Yeah, Mac McClung. Okay, well, he came, he so came from the Clung C's. clan of Ireland, and yeah. that's a weird name, McClung. I, I I honestly have never seen a performance put together like that. Agreed. But at the same token, I, I have no idea who this man is. <laughs> like, at all. Where did he play college hoops? He from? actually, I, I had to look this up. By oh, the way, it does for lose, okay. and when they say McClung's can't jump. No. McClung's can jump. Keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary. At Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 